0: Your story has so many facets that I'm like so curious about like I don't really know where to start but for but 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 what I really want to say to you guys is I apologize when you use the bathroom that the toilet seat was up.
1: Oh, I'm not even worried about that. I've got two boys in my house. I mean, luckily, they do a good job, so I don't have to, you know, bitch at them too much, but they do a good job so. we just
2: recently had a conversation about this so actually we did last week
1: yeah. it's like why is this all of a sudden up now is that a thing now
2: nip it in the butt
0: yes uh and second of all um congratulations for um really getting around what greg glassman calls the mess you guys made it onto uh what we like to say a lifeboat you guys made it into a crossfit gym and you're, um, you, you have to be like considered one of the sorry you two, but mostly her. Oh, absolutely! I, <laughs> no, no. You, 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 you've done. You've you've taken your life into your own hands, instead of giving it to what we call the mess. What Greg has called the mess, and you uh, took charge of your own life, and you cured yourself of your type two diabetes. Yes. That's a true statement.
1: Yes. Yes, yeah, that's sir. That's
0: like. That's huge. Now you're, you're, you're like a, you're like a, um, uh, a pioneer, a role model. I mean, you're, you're a superwoman in an age when we need that more than ever. Right.
1: I would agree. I would agree with that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, Uh, I think more and more people are finding that maybe mainstream, um, advice, uh, from their doctors or whatnot and not to take anything away from them, but sometimes you can get lost in the mix and I found that I did. I kind of got lost in the mix. Um,
0: you made lifestyle ch- choices for many, many years that led to this ailment that we call type 2 diabetes. Yes. And in a second, I want to ask you what that actually is. Sure. And that's not a doctor's job to fix your lifestyle choices, right? No. He's there when you fall down the stairs and you need your leg repaired, right? right. He's not there to tell you that 20 years of lifestyle choices have been... Exactly, so it, devastating, right you have you have to take control
2: of those yes yeah, yeah for for you it was here's the pill. take the pill and and you made the choice that that's not the way you want yeah, that's to go. not the
1: way that I'm gonna go. Here's you- the pill. you could try this weight Watchers thing and I'll get you out of my 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 room here in 20 minutes and I'm gonna go see the next person and we uh, we'd, we'd kind of done that. I'd had a lot of issues leading up to it. And had kind of done that rat race over and over and over again. Uh, and I just wasn't going to do it anymore.
2: You know, one of the things that I, f- I feel thinking back on it now, one of the reasons why you wanted to change is because you take one pill and you have to take another pill to treat symptoms or side effects of that first From pill. From the first one. And then you take another pill yeah. to treat the symptoms or side effects, rather, of that second pill. So it's this, this never-ending cycle cycle and this, this, this circle you got stuck in. And that was one of the big drivers. You said, I'm, I'm done. I want to make that change. I want to get off all of these medications. I want to do this my way, the right way, the long-term way. Absolutely. What is what is type 2 diabetes?
1: So type 2 diabetes is um, it, it's not something you're born with. It's ap- absolutely your genetics. It's your lifestyle choices. And it's typically characterized by a very high fasting glucose level. Um, it has to do with, you know, um,
0: meaning you have too much sugar in your bloodstream. You
1: do. Your body doesn't know how to regulate it. Uh, your insulin, you have too much insulin. Um, you become insulin resistant, which means your body doesn't respond to it. So it has to continue making more and more and more so that you can take from it, make energy, um, and do what you need to do with it. Uh, so what happens is over time. With the lifestyle choices you make the genetic components that you have that signal of how much insulin a normal human being should have becomes louder and it starts screaming and so it produces so much and you just have so much of it free-flowing in your body uh, and things shut down eventually um you know eyesight circulatory issues um
0: reproductive in your case right
1: reproductive issues absolutely uh, obesity number one were,
0: were your were your menses out of whack When you were, like, were you not having regular every... Incredibly. Incredibly out of whack.
1: Incredibly. But I would also go back to say from the very beginning, uh, when I first started my cycle, which was very young, uh, they were not ever very regular at all. And at that point, um, you, you have a few years of that and you say, what's wrong? And your doctor says, oh, you're 14, let's put you on the pill. So at 14, then I'm on, I'm taking synthetic hormones Uh, taking a reproductive system that's just trying to figure out what to do and we're giving it all these artificial messages and say no this is what you do so I took I take it your daughter
0: won't be going on birth control at 14
1: absolutely not right no No. absolutely not you
0: don't want to mess with her hormones at 14 no as a matter of (laughs) fact we
1: don't even really give our children much dairy at all for one of those reasons being um the the way that dairy changes hormones especially in females um, i'm not comfortable with giving her uh, her that knowing that some of my issues are hereditary Um, so i'm not sure how much of that i've I've passed down to my little girl so
2: well that's one thing that you cut out early on also when your diet was was dairy yeah that started to help your that regulated uh, my
1: cycles more than anything ever had Um, i got off the pill my early twenties after we had gotten married. Wow.
0: So you were on the pill for
1: um, eight, nine 10 years. years.
0: Probably about 10 years. Shit. From 14 yeah. to 24. Yeah. How, how, how many menses did you have before you got on the pill? Just right away?
1: I'd say a year or two.
0: Okay. So when you are okay. So when you were 15 or 16, you got on it.
1: I, I started the pill at 14.
0: Oh, at 14. So, so, you, yes. yeah, you, so you did start early. Like when yeah. you were 12. Yeah. I think sure. that's early shit. What do I know?
1: Yeah. It's early. I mean, it's early. I was like 11 or 12. Yeah. Uh,
0: Elliot and Lindsey Chirock did an amazing piece on you. Elliot and Lindsey Chirock are filmmakers with CrossFit Inc. We have Danny and Travis in here. Your last name is? Rain. 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 Yeah. Uh, we have Matt Bischel in here, head of CrossFit social media. Um, and we have Eric Maciel, um, who's not allowed to talk, um, <laughs> doing cameras and um, audio. Wishes he had an extra hand. And external media, yeah, he does wish he had an <laughs> extra hand. You're going to see, he's just warming up. He does some magic back there. <laughs> So what causes, what, what lifestyle choices were you making from a young age that, that brought on this um, manifestation of type two diabetes? Do, s- do you know? S- s-
2: oh, self- gosh, absolutely.
0: <laughs> the, you did this to yourself,
3: right? It,
1: it was probably a combination. Okay. Uh, type two diabetes is incredibly prevalent in my family. Okay. Very, very, very prevalent. Okay. So it's a combination of what was in my genetic cards to begin with and lifestyle. We grew up in southern Louisiana. We're talking good food here. Okay. We're talking food. rice with every meal. Okay. <laughs> we're talking about lots of drinking now.
0: And and Louisiana's uh, like a all, every time I've been in Louisiana it's like the Coca-Cola capital of the world. Yeah. Everyone's got a Coke in their right? I Yeah.
1: I drank sodas yeah. like they were going out of style. I mean, I'd never had a water bottle in my hand. I had a Sprite or a Fresca or a Coke mm-hmm. or whatever, but yeah. yeah, lots of soda, lots of juice. White rice, um,
4: fried foods. Fried foods. I think.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. fried foods. Some good food. Yeah. Talking yeah. Good food. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a. That's a, the lifestyle down there, and there's nothing wrong with it in moderation. But this is all the time. This is how you live. Yeah.
2: Family events were. Surra- it's were, all surrounded were, were, by were, food. The family event was around the meal. Yeah. That was the. That was why you got together. Was to eat and visit with family and friends. Was. Yeah,
1: but we're gonna eat. There.
2: But we're gonna eat. Yeah. Several <laughs> times. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's, that's pretty common in a lot of cultures, right? I'm Armenian and that's what Absolutely. it was too. You get around mm-hmm. and you eat. Yeah.
1: yeah. Absolutely. So for sure, I would say that even at a young age, even in middle school, I noticed that I would have these like crashes up and down where I would feel like very, very hungry and I'd start sweating and like cognitive function would go down and I'd feel like I was going to pass out. And then I would eat, I would need like crackers or something, like a big carb load and then i would eat that and then How old is it. this? Oh, i was like 5th and 6th grade doing this. Wow. And i thought, you know, maybe i just didn't eat a good breakfast or whatever happened. There was always like an excuse.
0: At that age, it's, everything is normal, right? Yeah, everything Your is normal. Your parents beat you, it's normal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have diabetes is normal. It's
1: normal.
3: Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's what you're in you fifth do. 5th grade, yeah.
1: Exactly. And everybody else is eating the cafeteria food and right. eating, eating this that and the other and and i'm doing it too, but my body doesn't respond like everybody else's seems to be. Right. So I did that even through high school. I remember I had an English teacher my senior year. I'd finished a test and I remember like, like visibly just sweating and feeling like I was going to pass out. And I remember telling her, I don't know if you have like a bag of peanuts in your, in your purse or something, but I'm about to fall on this floor. And I remember she set me up with some peanuts and I ate and I felt better. And so I just kind of did that up and down for a long time. So we're talking maybe some issues with like insulin resistance before. I mean, that's where you go before you hit type two is insulin resistant. That's pre-diabetes. So, yeah, I'm sure that I was dealing with that uh, even at that young of an age. And just in our lifestyle and our culture, the way that we were eating was not doing me any favors at all. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: At all. It was maintaining it. Yes. We're sending you down that alleyway. Yes. I saw someone the other day. We, um, Greg Glassman, uh, we released something that Greg said the other day about our war, war against Coca-Cola, and he said, "Hey, man, we," and I'm paraphrasing what Greg said. You can see it in our journal or on YouTube. But basically, he says, "Hey, we don't have a problem per se with Coke. We know we know all the damage it does. Period. But what we do have a problem with Coca-Cola is, and and anyone who's in the in the sugar industry, we don't want them." Having any influence in the health and fitness space, we don't need your help. Agreed. And um, someone took a shot at Greg. You know, said something negative about him, like oh, or about about the comment, oh, Coca-Cola doesn't cause um, type two diabetes. And one of the responses I saw is, you take a bad diet. And you add coca-cola to it and someone wrote it's like pouring gasoline on a fire
1: absolutely without a doubt
0: and we also had matt bickle in here and he basically said that you can't be obese unless you drink your calories
1: i would a thousand percent and i was like agree. holy
0: shit, that's some really good advice right yes he said just if you want to just make the first step just start drinking water is your only
1: i couldn't drink. agree more how many times do i tell that to people so many people it's the soda and they. they ask what do you drink now i drink water water
2: how much weight have you lost
1: uh, 122 pounds,
2: which wow. is you, basically one of you now. That's yeah. A, yeah. You <laughs> said that I I, I, read, I read that in your Instagram. I lost a whole woman.
1: I lost a whole me. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah.
4: Oh my goodness. Yeah.
0: Did you have Did you have surgery, um, to with any of the skin here? No. No, because some of the like in that picture I see extra skin, and in other pictures I don't.
1: So this was very soon after I had lost. This is like right when I hit 100 pounds lost, right? Okay. Um, and then, of course, that's you're of going That's your daughter see it. at your feet right there? Yeah, yeah, that's our little Harper Joe. I mean, you're not going to see it here because I have a, a shirt on. But actually, one of the things that is really important to me this year is, you know, I don't really have anywhere to go as far as losing any weight. I would love to put on more muscle and become a lot more um, healthy mentally as far as being okay with this, uh-huh. saying that this right. is okay. Nobody has my story. Nobody's run in my shoes. Right. So, you know, when I sit and I do a 30-second a plank and I look down my shirt and I see all that hanging down there, I need to own that and be okay with that because there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, do I like it? I don't love it. But again, nobody that I know has lost 122 pounds. So this is me needing to own that and be strong and mentally fit to say this is just my story and this is the way my body looks
0: I brought up to someone the other day someone was telling me who had lost a ton of weight I said hey um, they said you know I want to get the surgery and I said well isn't it a badge of honor and they said that's easy for you to say
1: Yeah. so I quickly
0: yeah. shut the fuck up Yeah. I'm like, I'm right. <laughs> um, I saw a picture of you in a bikini outside of a cruise ship I think yeah. and, and there's no sign of that in that picture
1: uh, you know just it was different angles. Probably different... a great angle. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. There it is. There. I would say that most people are very surprised that I haven't had any sort of skin removal surgery. And I would say um, that the amount of extra skin that is there is probably a testament to the fact that I did lose it in a slower manner. Uh, I didn't lose it all really fast. It did take me a while, but I was very consistent when I did it. Um, also, I think using losing it at a younger age. You know, uh, I was like, I guess. 27 or 28 when that was taken so that probably has a role to play in it too uh, and maybe just somebody threw me a freaking bone thanks <laughs> right, right.
0: <laughs> you're you're young at an early age you notice something's not right fifth grade you're put on birth control early yes. now in hindsight you're like that's bullshit yes um you Get older and older. And how old are you when you meet Travis? 14. Holy smokes. Is that eighth grade? High
1: school. Uh, It was my freshman year of high school. So we are high school sweethearts.
3: Oh,
0: you've been dating that long too. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) wow. So you guys know each other through like puberty and adolescence and teenage years and like young adulthood and now adulthood. And, And now you know her as a mom and he knows, you know, him as a dad. Yeah. It, it, wow, and he knows you as uh, two hundred and fifty pounds, and he knows you as one hundred and
2: twenty-five pounds. Yes. Man. Wow. Yeah, it's been it's been a crazy. So talking about all of the that's a lot of reinventing. Oh, oh you know, talking about the living through the the journey truly uh, as partners and and side by side has been, I think, probably one of the biggest things that separates us from a lot of other people, in that we've we've been there done that um, truly really truly have done that and uh, gives us a a whole new perspective on just how we how we live day to day and how we want to help raise our kids and navigate through this crazy world and everything so is it easy
1: no. 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 It there's no. so many moving I set parts. Set you up with that. Yeah. yeah. Oh my be. gosh, there's t- so many moving parts. It's so funny because just to take this trip t- um you know, we had Travis's mom, she's uh, retired so she was able to to take a couple days off and stay with our kids so they could get to school and all this. So, you know, we typed up this list. It's this is what you do on down. Monday. This is what you do on Tuesday. And we realized, man, we do a
3: lot of shit. Holy holy hell. <laughs> but I mean but I mean also this,
0: he's not the same person. Even remotely, in some ways, the core the core yes. pieces, you know, stay the same. But you have to you're with someone, and to be with them a long time, you have to give them a lot of
2: space to reinvent themselves and to explore uh, I, their identity. Right? Oh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. And I th- I think you know when we talk about this, I think we mentioned this a little bit in, in that in that video. But we went through and we we kind of found ourselves in the health and fitness space or the journey at slightly different times. We did, and in doing that, it was you know for a while. You know i think i started making a few changes maybe a year before right. you because i
1: just had harper joe so i was in that postpartum period and i wasn't ready to make that change and, and, and I, he did.
2: I, I needed to be able to recognize that, that did you resent him come. for
0: that like he was Never. leaving you behind like nope. dude what the fuck
1: no hmm. and i think when you say is that hard because we re- we seem to reinvent ourselves often i think because at the core of it travis is who he is and i am who i am at the end of the day, we're both so supportive of one another that I know that anything that he chose to do would always be for our best interest because I know that as a man, that's who he is. And I know that as a truth. So when he chooses and he chose to start working out, losing some weight, there was never resentment because I knew that was what he needed to do for him. And I never took it personally. Like was that means he, w- I'm not good enough. Or was he
2: preachy or judgmental?
1: Never, never.
2: I, th- I think the the communication piece is: Hey, this is you know. Hey, I saw this picture of myself. I'm ready to make this change. Yep. This is what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to start shopping for myself this way. We're going to start doing these things, and you know, come along for the ride when you're ready. Yeah. It was never a. You've got to do this.
1: It was always it was... very open. And you would say, hey, you know, he started doing P90X video that's where, that's where in the living room. In, in the living room. And, yeah. you know, Harper Joe was a little infant. I was nursing all the time. And, you know, we had a three-year-old as well with Caden. And he would say, I'm going to go downstairs and do the video. And I said, okay, well, I'll come watch.
3: Oh, that's and I awesome. would take
1: little so kids awesome. and I would sit on the couch <laughs> and I would nurse Harper Joe and entertain Caden and watch him do... P90x.
0: So you guys are in love. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think... We just,
1: we like to spend time together. I wasn't ready to hop in at the time, but I was you totally like... cool with watching you do it.
0: <laughs> you, you like, you like watching him move.
1: I do. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Do you still like watching him move when he works out?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. It's cool. It's cool watching your mate move. It's like, absolutely. wow, it's cool watching anyone move, but yeah. But, um, so. Fourteen years old. You guys start dating. Yes. Um, do, do you guys? I mean, what's that like? At dating as a fourteen-year-old. Do you guys kiss or do you guys hold hands or like do you guys just talk on the phone a lot? And like when you see each other at school, you don't do anything.
1: So he was a senior yeah. and I was oh a freshman. Shit.
0: Oh, oh shit! Oh, but the plot thickens. <laughs> okay. You did not see that one I? I didn't Oh see that one. shit! <laughs> so he is
2: older. Uh, I you was
1: should a run freshman, for president
2: of France. <laughs>
1: but wait, we met. Okay. In, we met in band, band class.
2: In band camp. Is that precious? Before, yeah. It was yeah. actually band camp. It was it was the the high school band camp the, yeah. the two weeks before.
0: Isn't that
1: so sweet?
2: Actually started. What did you play?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I started out playing the flute, uh, mm-hmm. but I played several other instruments in the band.
0: And what yeah. did you play? Sax- saxophone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I would have picked trumpet, but that's just trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys meet, mm-hmm. um, and when you guys met at band camp, were there sparks right away, or was yes. there? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yes. I mean, I was young. I never had any other boyfriends in middle school. I didn't have time for all of that. Plus, I felt like the the guys, I mean, no offense to them now because I think we're all Facebook friends now. But at the time, and I was always like older. You know, I was young. You know, I was whatever age I was, but I was always more mature. So I didn't have time for the boys that were my age. Uh, all that nonsense. So, so- when I would met Travis, instantly thought he was... Handsome.
2: I was the band president too, so that, that wow. I, mean, yeah, that so. I bet wow. you're an Eagle Scout too. Yeah. No. No. no, no. <laughs> wow.
0: So you were in a position of power. That,
2: I think that's, that will never fly today. <laughs> I think that really. I think that really uh, is what 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 caught our eye was that presidency.
1: But you know what? I think the biggest thing is is we were able to have conversations and we were able to laugh just the way we laugh now. I mean, we laugh in the same way, all joke around all the time, have serious conversations. We had. Much of the same interests. But I think what I loved most and what I found most attractive about Trav was that the way that he made me feel. He made me feel like a goddess. And you still
0: do. In, in the video, he comes across as a very understanding man. Like when you talk to him, he's understanding what you're yes.
3: saying. Yes. Yes. And
0: it's really captured. Elliot and Lindsay like, capture that. And I'm like, holy shit, this guy's like... This
4: is what women want.
3: a what, guy who yes. listens
4: and understands. What really stood out to me was the way that you look at her. I remember I was watching the video at home and I paused it and I called my wife over and I was like look, look at look at the way he Do looks. I look
0: at you like this? <laughs> maybe maybe five percent of the time. No, not me to you. Not me to you. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I mean, I, not
3: me to you. Don't get weird.
4: <laughs> I mean, did you ask Bailey that? I did ask Bailey that, yeah, and she said, Wow. It's like it's a it's very it's a very deep look of admiration. You feel there's like, it's like mutual respect. That. Yeah. Sincup, well, you're even doing it in here. Well,
3: <laughs> yeah. Stop that.
2: I mean, <laughs> I mean. So, so she says that about me, but for for all the things that I've done, um, I've always looked to her because she, to me, is the strongest person I know, and I always look to her for the inspiration. So, it, I think it's a good, um, you know, we fuel each other's fire, without a doubt. I mean, so th- this picture was when I was back from. Uh, Christmas holiday while I was at A and M and you were still in high school, so we did the whole long distance thing. So while she was still in Louisiana and I, I was off in college in Texas, and this is pre-cell phone, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So
1: we dated. We dated together. You talked on phones year. with
2: cords. We yes. did. Yeah. It's
0: crazy. And then
1: we had the three years of long distance. I'm still back in Lafayette, Louisiana. He's at Texas A and M, um, and I. Made the drive. Either my parents or his parents, God bless them, would take me to every home football game. Wow.
2: I was I was in the band so there. You so you had
3: supportive parents three of your years. relationship. You'll, yes. Yeah, from,
0: your dad wasn't like, hey, man, the, she isn't, she, come on, <laughs> go do your thing. You boy. know what? The
2: coolest thing yeah. ever. So so Danielle is the older of two daughters, right? Um, you're the elder of two daughters? Yes. And you're the younger of three th- sons. Three sons, okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so the first time I, I, you know, butterflies my stomach, the first time I went over to her house after school and her dad Invite me in the garage. And I was like, oh, here comes this. Here comes the the, the talk. Okay, I'm ready. Cleaning his shotgun. Um, uh-huh.
3: He was like, dude,
2: check this out. He started taking stuff apart and like asking me how to fix things. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. Yeah. And I think almost from that moment on, it was like the, you know, that son you never had, that that instant bond. His parents are always very understanding and accepting. And um, yeah, they were, they were super supportive. And, you know, I think of uh, me and my brothers, Danielle was the first. Serious girlfriend of the three of us. So she was the daughter that my mom never had. Oh, even had though you were the youngest so one. I was the youngest, my two older brothers had girlfriends here and there and that. But.
0: Do, do you think there's a good parenting tip there when you're – if you want – if you want your the friends of your kids or the mates of your kids to be good to your kids, then you should be good to them? Because as the father was good to you, you he was like putting on to you this responsibility to be good to his daughter, and the more respect he gave you, you think that's a good manipulation tool? Like I'm I, thinking, like
3: yeah,
2: I think there's something there
0: as opposed to being an asshole to him. Yeah, and then they're like, "Fuck this
2: kid!" I gotta, yeah. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta play. I gotta play this role yeah. as the yeah
1: yeah. yeah, yeah. No, my dad just loved Travis from the very beginning. And you know what? My parents Set the bar high for them so they have
0: to live
2: up to it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's
1: fine. Uh, My parents are four years apart. They were high school sweethearts. So they kind of walked the walk. So it wasn't...
2: feel like that that helped.
1: They were open to it and they knew that... I mean, I was 14, but I was very responsible and mature at the age. You know, they knew they didn't have to worry about me. So they just loved Trav from the minute they met him. Your parents
0: are still together? Yes. Are your parents still together? Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So you guys have...
1: Very loving, very yeah. loving relationships. Good good role bit. models, though. Mm-hmm.
2: I'll never forget one of the first, our first date that we went to. Yeah. I was like, okay, so what time are we going to be home? And I was thinking, I'm at 10 o'clock, 10 Your parents were like, uh, one? I don't know. <laughs> one, two? Is like,
1: <laughs> that work for you? I was like,
2: uh, okay. Oh, cool. so, <laughs> like it's a negotiation. Yeah. 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 Does that work
1: it. with your schedule?
2: <laughs> but I still brought her home at 10 because that's what I should do. Uh
1: huh.
2: President. There you go. There you go. There it
1: is. Honorary Eagle Scout. When did you notice
0: each other were putting on weight? When did you notice, like, hmm. So. Let me ask you this real quick, though. Yeah. Even before then, do you guys start uh, um, talking to each other? Anyway, fuck that. Go back to the first question. (laughs) Yeah. Let's let's go back to the first question. When did you guys notice? Each other were putting on weight, or yourselves were putting on weight.
1: So I noticed it in high school. He obviously was getting in more shape because he was in the core at A and M. So it's obviously like military-like, and so he, you know, he was in good good shape as an eighteen-year-old. He's running.
0: But he's running while holding a sax.
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay. For sure. All of that. Um I started putting on weight after he left. So uh, sophomore, junior, senior year, every year I'd probably put on more weight, which was exactly the time that I started taking antidepressants. Mm-hmm. So I started taking antidepressants at 15 and gained 30 pounds that summer.
0: How, time out. How yeah. does someone get on antidepressants?
1: Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll fit this in a short space, but uh, I guess when you boil it down is I'm um, a super type A person, um, definitely deal with anxiety, and at the time, I think there was a lot of issues that I dealt with that I didn't think that were normal for people, kind of like obsessive compulsive type things. And I didn't want a lot of people to know about them. So pretty much nobody knew about them. And it wasn't necessarily like, oh, I'm washing my hands all the time, but it was little things like um, actually like my thoughts were very obsessive and very, um, it's hard to explain
0: um a- around life or death stuff yes around, like life like,
1: or death and even little things um and silly things like my pins have to be spaced a certain number of spaces from each other in my backpack you know little little things like that and i noticed that it became less of just like a quirk and more of
2: um it was it, ruling it started me. interfering with your day-to-day it it came to the point where that was more of your time than it was doing whatever it is you yeah. needed to get done. Like it
1: would take me mm-hmm. a long time to get out of the house. Um, I'd have to check uh, the microwave and the oven, even if I never touched the oven in the morning. I'd have to just make sure everything was off because the thoughts would be, okay, I'm going to leave for school and there's going to be a little gas leak and then I'm going to come home and I'm going to have no family because <laughs> I left it like that.
0: Right, right. So I'm going so to have to check a whole, this. So you had a whole narrative.
1: Yeah. yeah. So... Um, do
0: you have that still to this day?
1: Yes, I do. But I will say that being very active helps me take all that extra like, mental energy and put it somewhere. Coping mechanisms obviously have helped. And being a mom to where I just physically don't have the time to worry about the things that I used to worry about has helped a lot. But does that ever go away? No. It almost just sort of changes shapes as you get older yeah, and nice. i yeah. think that as... which ones
0: do you do, do do now do you do the door lock at night
1: no i'm i'm much better Damn. at that yeah Damn. i know i mean I, I definitely... i'm definitely. i a crazy
0: door lock at wait, night. wait what do you mean i don't know what that one like is. a
1: let me lock it like one, two, three, four, no. Five, six no, times. <laughs> no no
0: no lock all the doors yeah uh-huh.
1: and then go do it again
0: and then like be at your computer answer emails for an hour and be like i better check that again yeah, yeah. so oh, i get really a, check all the doors for... again
1: yeah 'Cause you like get like an like a, a visceral feeling of go anxiety to be- about go, it. Go
0: to bed, start to go to sleep. Did I lock the doors? And get up and go. I know I locked the doors. The doors. Yeah. Oh, don't even think about it anymore. Just go check, so you don't have to huh. worry. Think about it. You know what I started doing? And then I'm doing? just like, Jesus, this is the third time I've locked all the doors. The
1: thing that I started doing in college um, was I took a little notepad and everything that would give me anxiety that I needed to check, I'd write mm. it down. And when I actually checked it, I put a little tick mark. So I'd put it by my bed when I had the little oh. the thoughts. Oh. I'd go and look and say like, then my goal is to not have to get up and go do it again, but to just be. Okay like with the fact that I marked that I did it and I need to put that down and quit being cray.
0: What's fucked is this it's, <laughs> it's okay. once a once a month I'll get up and the door will wo- isn't locked. Oh God. Oh yeah. And that sets it oh my god, I knew it. I knew I should be yep. checking then that's I knew gonna it. set it off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I, and the only other one I have that I'd like to admit now yeah. is the backpack one. Yeah. So close the backpack, yeah. put the backpack on. Go to get on the motorcycle, start the motorcycle. Did I close the backpack?
4: Oh, Where's turn the off the motorcycle. From?
0: Get off. Mm-hmm. Take
4: off the backpack. Wow, never, yeah, these are the things I don't I seem know. so perfect to you. Don. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was gonna say. But I was gonna say leaving the leaving the house. I feel like I witnessed that every yeah. day with my wife. She's oh. like, we're always taking forever to get out of the house. You're in Where, really yeah. trouble wherever You're we're big going. trouble. No, I I don't say that maliciously. I just think it's like, too late. It just take, eh, it's just too late. I'm just going to go with it now. It just seems like she's like has to do like so many things before she leaves. Yeah. Is she on antidepressants? I don't think so. No, she's not. <laughs> hey, Bailey. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: so it's not that you're
0: depressed. It's that you are obsessive compulsive.
1: They almost they do come yeah. sort of hand in hand. So I would definitely have times through the year where it was sort of cyclical up and down where there was. What's like,
0: depression look like?
1: <sighs> oh my gosh, we could oh, just be here all day. On this. In
2: your head all the time. You know
1: what it is? It's the feeling that I can be happy, mm-hmm. I can be happy, I can be motivated, but I just can't. It's almost like mm. an actual weight that sits on you that prevents you. Huh. It's not. It really is not for lack of trying or for wanting, um, and it's just this this overwhelming feeling that I'm not good enough, I can't do anything right, nothing's going my way. I want to be motivated, but I can't be motivated. It's it's really tough you because see, when you, you see s- the
2: picture of what you want to be and you have this expectation for yourself. Yeah. And you just can't
1: You just can't get, get from there, A to B.
2: And that makes you more sad and Yeah. Brings you down further and more of a demotivator and
1: it's it, totally it's a hole, and I think when people see it from the outside, they just say, "Just be happy. Why can't you just mm. do this or just get up and go for a walk every yeah, day?" Yeah, I've been guilty of doing that. To yeah, people. you yeah. want to just just say you want to shake them and just say stop it. But the thing is, is it's sort of it's self fulfilling and it's perpetual, mm-hmm. and it keeps you in it, and it feels like you're you're stuck and you're trapped. Um, and so I was definitely dealing with a lot of that. I approached my parents about it. I told them I was struggling. They were very supportive. They said, "Let's you know take you to your doctor, see what they want to do. Talk to somebody." Um, at the time, my doctor said, "Great, we're going to put you on Paxil." You can't even put a kid under 18 on that shit anymore.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I wow. was
1: 15, but you know, this is a different time, right? So, all right, we're going to put you on this, and we're going to send you to a therapist. When she says it's
0: a different time, people, just so you know, we're looking at someone. Uh, if you can't see her, she's very young, and medicine moves very, very quickly. I heard I heard that the the, the average lifespan of a surgery is seven years before they would never consider doing that surgery again. Wow. Yeah, yeah. and so mm-hmm. uh, you're not even 40, are you? No. How old, 33? I'm 32. Okay. I not even close. Um Yeah, it's crazy that, like, we're talking about this Paxil thing like it's the old days.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
4: Yeah. so so I'm I'm a year older, and I remember being in high school, and I want to say that girls that weren't on birth control were in the minority. Yeah. I want to say every girl was on birth control. Oh,
1: yeah, everybody had it.
0: By the way, you you don't look like you're 40, but I know you have two kids that are... Yeah. Well, I'm 45, and I have babies, so I saw your kids, and I'm like, oh, she had it when she was 30.
1: Yeah, I know. (laughs) I had mine young. I was 25 when I had Caden, so... Okay. Yeah.
0: So you're on Paxil. Does it work? Like do you start popping these pills and you're like, oh, yeah, I feel Yeah, I start poc-
1: popping these pills and it doesn't work immediately. said it was going to take a while, like at least a month to even start feeling anything. <clears throat> and I'm seeing the therapist at the same time and he's giving me great like actual tactics to do for the things that are, you know, to other people are silly, but are literally taking me time or, you know, I'm ruminating through these thoughts in my head over and over and over and over again. So he's giving me those tools. I'm on the medication. It's supposed to sort of meet in the middle and, and marry, right? Mm. So over the summer, I started putting on a lot of weight. I had a ton one of... of
2: the, well, and One of the side effects of Paxil, this like unsatiable hunger, appetite that yes. you just... So it's supposed to, help, supposed to help with Munchies. depression. Oh, my gosh. And if you're depressed because you're overweight and you start taking packs so and you start eating more. It's and a shit <laughs> show. Just...
0: Right.
1: And not only but that. Do you have any but...
0: athletic background at this time? Are you doing anything so with movement? So
1: I played played basketball yes. in seventh grade.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Played basketball in seventh grade, but uh no, I was not an athlete. I never when we did the the mile for the presidential, what was it, the, the PE fitness, presidential whatever fitness it was? Test. They'd give you four spoons, right? Yeah, yeah. Every time you drop you did a lap, you drop a spoon. Yeah. I would drop the two spoons at once because I didn't want to do a whole mile. <laughs> so no, I was not athletic. Do you know what I would do? <laughs> what?
0: I would let the kids lap me <laughs> so yeah. I could come in with them.
3: There it is.
1: That's smart. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. That's smart. <laughs> thank, thank you. No
0: one's good. ever actually given me a compliment for that, but I appreciate I like that. that. <laughs> I, wear, I fist bump you if you were closer. Right here. Okay. I feel
1: you. So, no, I wasn't athletic. Um, I grew up tall, thin, didn't really have an issue with uh, my weight, really, until right around this time. time. Okay. Yeah, right around this time. So, I also. When you say had, you put
0: on a lot of weight, what are we talking about?
1: So, 30 pounds, pounds in that summer, oh. and then. Mm then probably every year after that it was like 10 to 20 pounds every year so i went into
0: are you accepting of this no, no not at, at the all time you're like this is mm. bullshit. no i'm not like happy
1: about it at all so then this is awesome the medicine that you yep. have to take for the medicine that you're taking yeah yeah so then you know i'm like mom I, i've got to lose some weight like i'm really unhappy about this so then I think it's a great idea to talk to my doctor about taking diapil- diet pills. So now mm. I'm on a prescription for Adipex, which is like glorified speed.
3: Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, well, so that's got to be great packs- for your anxiety yeah. pills. Uh, yeah. Anxiety, depression, oh, and OCD. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> cocktail of... Supercharging the mm. disorder. Yeah.
1: Yes. So then I'll lose like 30 pounds and feel awesome. And then I know that I can't stay on them because my heart's about to pop out of my chest. Mm. I can't... Do you start f- to abuse them? No. No. No, no. because... And that's probably the reason why I don't drink caffeine now. It gets me way too peppy. I got enough of
2: that. Car rides with her at the time, driving back and forth from college to the Louisiana. World. Shut the
3: fuck <laughs> she up. She wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. would, you,
0: would Had you said anything to her about her weight? She's 50 pounds more?
2: No, because you talked about did, did we ever see it or anything. I don't know if I ever... Looking back at some of those pictures... I I say to, you know, when did we, when did
3: we say this this all the time?
2: I never saw that. I never, I never never looked looked at you and
1: thought you were chubby. Yeah. And you never looked at me and thought I was overweight. Never. But we go back now and we're like, oh my gosh. But at the time, my eyes didn't see that. Mm -hmm. I didn't see that in you. Yeah. Yeah. Like at all.
0: It's crazy what's happened to your bodies. It's nuts. Some of the recent pictures are just
2: unbelievable. So, yeah, I think that the the diet pills, the the Paxil, which by the way, so yeah, how, coming off of it was, was a whole other story. How yeah, many because, years were you on Paxil?
1: So I was on Paxil for a couple years. And then what happens with these medications is that they stop working. And then you have to medication hop. So then I'm in college and I'm working with another set of doctors and other therapists. And they're like, okay, we're going to try this. So then I was on probably on Paxil for three or four years.
2: Probably about three years. Three
1: years, and then I tried another one, Afxer, mm-hmm. and then you have to you have to get off of the first ones before you get on the other ones, and it's it's like
2: I would never doing drugs, but I would imagine it being something like that because I remember when you'd stop taking, and we were um, at something for for my older brother Wes's wedding shower, something like that. Yeah, you were like on the couch, like shivering. Yeah, yeah so this was like I withdrawals. This was like day two of not taking the medicine or or, or taking a reduced yep. dose. Yeah, yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah, I have withdrawals, totally and then nuts. I would get on something else, and that would work for a while, and then it's kind of working. Oh well, let's couple it. Oh, that's my favorite. Let's just do a little superset of your medication here. We'll put a little another. We'll put an, another one in there and see if this one helps where the first one's kind of missing out, and so we just do this whole song and dance, and we did it. Um, And I stayed on medication through my first pregnancy. Um, Yeah, I I asked my doctor, I said, I really would like to get off of this. He said, I would not recommend that for you, given like your history and things. Mm. Were you
0: ever suicidal?
1: No.
2: And they still kept you on the meds through your pregnancy? I I remember, though, that was a tough... Yep. Yep tough thing for you to are you tripping on do.
0: that at that point you're like hey man you got my kid you got to get off the the drugs
1: we're trusting the the medic the medical professionals at this point
0: yeah okay. and yeah. my
1: doctor at the time said studies are showing that this is perfectly fine i've had lots of women have healthy babies well that's fine but what about what are th- what are about th- what about their children in 10 years what about their children you know right knowing that, what we did yeah. now know what we know now obviously things would be different but isn't it's a choice that we made with the information we had at the right, time. Right, right. And we did not make it lightly. Right. At all. Because I remember being really.
0: Because you're type A and good. you researched the fuck out of it.
1: Well, I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. You Googled, <laughs> you, you Googled back and forth, up and down. Yeah. You like
1: 17 tabs
3: over
0: <laughs> You know, stuff. you know. Oh yeah. Oh
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> um, you're 15. You start your you start your 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 second um, journey with drugs your first journey is birth control mm-hmm. your second journey is going to be Paxil. yes you stay on paxil um, through high school basically mm-hmm. then you start uh, as is not getting you the, the effects you want um, and you, you put on weight it sounds like you put on uh, 30 20 10 uh, 60 pounds mm-hmm. and now you're approaching 200 pounds I guess yes and um, you're still with Travis yes and he's gone away to college mm-hmm. and 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 um, you, you guys basically are around each other so much and you guys are so in love you're blind to this and you're, young, and you're also young Yeah. yeah. so you can, hold, you can hold that extra weight really well when you're young, you're still young and you start doing even more drugs to counteract the problems with the, the first set of drugs yes. whether it be the munchies or weight gain or whether it be the first drugs aren't working and when does the relationship evolve to hey let's get married or let's have kids. And which which happens first? Marriage or kids? You guys are married, right? We are married, yeah. yes.
1: Okay. We were always I knew that I was gonna marry him. Prob- probably probably like when I met him. Yeah, I knew yeah. I would I knew that he I would marry him. I just had a feeling. Uh and I, I've had a lot of very absolute truths in my life that I could feel. I knew that I would marry Travis. I knew when I was pregnant before I had a confirmation of pregnancy with both of my children, and I knew that My first was a son and I knew my second was a girl. So I just, we, that was absolutely going to happen. It was going to happen whenever we had time after college. And as far as kids, I probably started getting a little bit of baby fever earlier than I would say most of my friends, um, right after college. Mm -hmm.
2: Did you guys talk about having kids before you got married? I think we always said we wanted to have kids. We we never put a number to it or a time, but we both were very much wanting to have them for sure yeah
0: was there any concern about your upbringing and the struggles that you had you know in in your in your teenage years that maybe I shouldn't have kids maybe like oh fuck i don't want i don't want to bring a kid into this world and have him deal with the shit i'm dealing with
2: i never or did you ever I, question her as a mom because of that no, I, I don't. I don't think I ever questioned questioned that ability. I know that we've had talks now, saying, "Oh, geez, Lord, I can see this, and and Cater, I can see this, and yeah. Harper, and we gotta do what we can to give them tools now to help them cope." Right. But other than that, we, beforehand, we never said, "Oh, I never questioned your ability to be a mother." I always knew you were gonna be a great mom, and you are. So
1: it was never a, de- a deterrent, uh, but it was definitely on my mind. Like, you know, this is something I could potentially pass down to them. Or you know maybe if it's written in a genetic code, it's something I could pass down, or even the way I raise them, they could get it by you know nurture versus nature. They could get it that way in their environment. So I knew that whenever we made that decision, I'd have to be in a really good space, get this shit on lockdown, so I could you know
0: be a good role model, do the best that I can. which I don't want to jump too far ahead. You're, yeah. an, you're an amazing fucking role model. And, and somewhere later on, I'd like to ask you if you could give advice to a 15-year-old Danny, what would it be instead of meds and all these other things? But we'll get to that in a second. Um, so so you he finishes college, and then you decide you guys are going to get married. He comes back home to Louisiana?
1: So I uh, went to Texas A&M as well. Okay. So when I graduated at, at St. Thomas More in 2004... Um, I went to AM, so now we're both at AM together. He's it, a senior. Is AM,
0: and- the Aggies? Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, Jonathan Haynes, who you met.
2: Awesome. I saw an ATM, Yeah. So I was like, I gotta, gotta follow he, he, yeah.
0: played, he, he, he got a walk on scholarship Wow. To, to the football team there. And did you guys know Matt Mirsky? That's College Station, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, Matt Mirsky. Do you guys know him? No.
4: God, look at you.
3: Look
0: just at him.
4: dropping college stuff. I'm
3: well, the side he's, I've never seen a,
4: before. He's he's an
0: old and dear friend. I haven't talked to him in years. But That's awesome. the one of the first projects I did with CrossFit was with him. He's in every second counts. And uh, he was a football player there and a hardcore CrossFitter. And he has oh. a CrossFit gym there. Anyway. Awesome. Okay. So you yeah. go so you go away to Aggieland. Yeah.
1: I go to Aggieland and we're, you know, together again. Mm-hmm. He's finishing up his last year in the core at A&M. Do you move in together? We can't because he has to live in the core dorms. Okay. And it's his last year okay. in it. So I moved uh, to an apartment by myself because at this point I don't think that I can share with a roommate because I've got a lot of issues and I I didn't know anybody.
0: I literally Did really knew one think person that in you really think that, fuck, I station. have too many issues to yes. live with someone? Yeah. Wow, okay. okay yeah, I Eddie. mean, I
1: talked to my parents about it, and I said, like, you know, whatever we can afford financially. And they're like, what what is best for you? Like, you're you're going away to College Station. I knew one person that one. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have any friends that went to a and Most people in Louisiana, at least most of our friends stayed in Louisiana. They mm. went to LSU, UL. Uh, the few that did go out of state, it was for like out of state sports scholarship. So the fact that I went to A&M just because I went to A&M was kind of weird.
0: Right. You went there because he was there.
1: Well, I always wanted to go to a Texas school and okay. a lot of my family are Aggies. So okay. that was like a All big right. dream of mine. Uh, I got a scholarship to Baylor turned it down. Wasn't going to Baylor. I got accepted to UT, got accepted to Texas Tech.
0: You got a scholarship you turned down, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I'd beat my kid for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I could have gone to school for free in Louisiana. They would have paid me to go to school. But that wasn't what I wanted to do and that's okay. fine. And I would uh, it's the decision I made and it it's one I would make over and over and over again.
2: Sounds like it. At the time you also <laughs> wanted architecture which was, you know, A and M architecture is second to none.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Yeah, we're there. I have an apartment by myself. Um, He's in the core. Uh, We spend the weekends together. And then after that year, after you're finished with the core, then we moved in together. together. Um, Our parents-
0: And that was the first time living together? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, like formally. Our parents are are, our best of friends and they're very, uh, I wouldn't wanna say like new wave, but they understood like, you guys are gonna get married. You guys should share a space. We could save money. Um, they are obviously knew that, you know, you're not married. So our, our grandparents didn't really love it, but our parents were cool with it. Mm.
0: How about these issues that that Danny had? Were you familiar with them before you moved in with her? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. you full fool- yeah. Okay. So she talked to you about them and it you was, were
2: like. Well, you know, talking earlier, you know, live not living with her, but spending so much time with her and, and, and seeing the ups and downs, um, you know, living through it at the time with what i knew about everything it was that was just my normal because that's we've been together for so long Mm.
1: um i was also really good at at hiding it to a certain extent
2: putting up up a facade like i you
1: know he was the only he was one of the only people that i could just bear my soul to and just feel okay with that but sometimes i felt like that was a burden to him so i might Mm. have to kind of internalize some of it right but it,
0: it is too. It's not just that you feel that when mm-hmm.
2: when we do do that to our loved ones, we are bur- burden. We are burdening them. Yeah, yes, totally. Right. And and for for me, it was it wasn't it wasn't so much a problem that she had the issues. It was what can I do to help? And there were some things that I just couldn't do, and that was more hard on me than right. anything else. Right. So like you know, sitting there and watching her struggle through these things and trying to give her tools that you know I fell for a long time. I fell in the trap just. You just gotta make the choice you gotta make the choice just 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 stop doing a b or c and it took me time to learn and grow and develop and understand that doesn't help and in many cases telling someone to just make the change and they can't do it puts them they beat themselves up more because they feel inadequate so they slip deeper into a depression because they can't do what people think is normal normal people can't do did you did you marry your mom Uh, Uh, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't really thought about that. I'll um, think about it. I'll have to think about that. All right. I'll think we about it. We'll, we'll
0: I'll... ask you again in 30 yeah. minutes. Did yeah. you marry your dad?
1: No, I think... I are
0: think, you sure? No, <laughs>
1: I, I think, you know, both of our parents are just amazing. Like, my parents and Travis's parents. Look, my dad, Aww. my sister. Our family is Wait, just, which one are you? This one right here. Okay. This is my sister, Jordan, Joe, my dad, Carl. My mom was probably taking the picture at the time. Look, we have a... Remember Tamagotchis? Remember those?
0: I don't, but that's...
4: I remember those. That's so... That's
0: not 1980s, but that's so 1980s. Louisiana in the 90s was probably stuck in the 80s. Oh, (laughs)
3: my God.
0: Ain't no lie. You guys are a decade behind. Ain't no lie. (laughs) Look at that belt your dad's rocking.
1: That's a braided leather belt.
0: I think I have one of those, too. I think that was just part of... That was the standard issue. That's a
1: rich-looking belt right there. I had one of those.
0: I I may still have it somewhere. Um... So so you don't think you marry your dad?
1: No, um in ways I think
0: he wasn't a a, a caring, nurturing, oh, very gave a ton much. of attention like this
1: No, very much so. Very much so. My dad with my mom and my dad with me and my sister growing up was a very caring, involved dad. There at every basketball game, any any camp we ever did, number one fan, uh, praised us to the moon and back. There was never a lack of love or feeling good enough because our parents did a great job a great job of making us feel that way yeah and God. so did yours i mean your parents you're that's why our parents are like best of friends because they're i mean it's, they, take, tell, they take they take trips without story. us yeah. all the time what? one time one really? time yeah yes one, one time
2: what? in college we were driving somewhere uh i called my dad to ask him a question and you called your mom and somehow we were talking to each other independently and then we heard like your dad in the background on my phone I was yeah like, what are you guys doing? They like we're driving in the hill country taking a trip to Yeah, with we're each doing other. a
1: hill country drive today. <laughs> I'm like, okay.
2: They they went to California together without us on a trip. They must be so happy yeah. that you guys gave him grandkids. Holy shit. I know. The, the first the first grandkids on both sides the also. First, so, yeah. so, wow. So, and our son was
1: He was the first.
2: Our first Christmas, we had to take a break through presents because he needed to take a nap. Yeah. It was It was like 6 hours of was a present of present opening. Of
1: gifts, yeah.
2: We yeah. You move in together,
0: you what 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 you move in together, now you're you're 80 pounds, 100 pounds at this yeah, point.
1: Yeah, now I'm like, you know, I probably Like moving
0: is difficult for you at this point.
1: I wouldn't, it was getting to where I was noticing it. Like, I'm having to buy new clothes all the time. This isn't like, oh, I'm just kind of getting a little chubby here. This is like, okay, now I'm pushing like size 12, size 14, size 16.
2: I remember my last year in the court, we were, yeah, we, football game in the band, we, we, we won the game, we did our, our after game yeah. stuff. And walking back from the, from Victory Yell yeah. to the dorm, we had to, it wasn't that far. I don't know, a five minute walk, but we had to stop and take a break.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah.
2: You're right. I mean, I
1: kind of put all that stuff out of my memory. Yeah, Yeah, you're right.
2: How old were you then? You were probably 18 ish. 18
1: or 19. Just a
2: walk, you had to take a break.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I had this girlfriend my senior year. Sorry, this is such a digression. I love these stories. (laughs) This is good. My senior year (laughs) in high school, I went to uh, Mexico to um, my senior trip. I'd graduated. And I met – a—I w- I was 18, and I met this woman there who was 23 from Louisiana, Kentucky. Is Louisiana border with Kentucky at the top? No. No. Kentucky. Sorry. It was Kentucky. <laughs> What's Kentucky border with in the north? Ohio. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's yeah, where it was. Yeah. She lived there, around there. Nice save. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. she was a size 12, uh-huh. and she was – man, it was – it was amazing.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It was amazing. I just wanted to just like it was amazing. Yeah, there's no problem with size twelve. It was crazy. No, not at all. Yeah. That was at all. A
1: lot of curves. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I, I don't know about size sixteen, but size twelve was crazy. Holy size twelve shit. was good. Yeah. I told my dad I was in love with her and he like explained to me that that wasn't love. I was really pissed. Um anyway, sorry. I did this. So so you're at this time you're ni- you're 19 years old. Yeah. You've been in college a year. Yeah. Um, you and Travis are, tell me the story again. You're walking back from where,
2: and you have to take a break. So when when are when you the... 100 pounds overweight at this time? No,
1: not at not at this oh, time. I'm quite. probably like 200 ish. About 80,
2: 90 pounds. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But
2: probably you've been you've been overweight for for a while now. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've been overweight for a while. Um, are you strong? No. No. I mean, um, I wouldn't think so. I. D-
2: I mean, you carried your weight around, but I mean, I. Right. Best you could. <laughs> I carry my fat ass around, yeah. And you never said anything to her? No, because, I mean, we never really...
1: So maybe at this point, I'm like one, 190. Yeah. yeah. I think. And actually, what happened was that, that freshman year, I remember actually losing a little bit of weight mm. because, you know, I was at in college. I was missing my family, so I wasn't eating as much. I was very mm. homesick. I loved it there, but... You know, I grew up in Louisiana, and I moved to Texas, and I don't know anybody. I'm very friendly, so I made friends. Um, but I'm also like strugg- struggling with the depression, the OCD, and having to be like a really good student, make good grades. So I actually did lose a little bit of weight just for the fact that I wasn't eating that much. Um, and then we we start eating out a lot. Yeah. And we start drinking. Mm-hmm. A lot.
2: I mean, you just you're why.
4: why. Yeah. Well, yeah. What was the catalyst for that? Just to drink? Yeah. I mean, he said all of a sudden.
2: Well, I, guess... I wouldn't say all of a sudden. I'd say that year that um, I was still in the core. Yeah. We weren't always together, and and the evenings and stuff. It was, right. You know, Saturday nights was probably our time, but and growing up in high school and everything, that was just a part of the. Southern culture was right. I mean, you can, you can get that. a drive through like
4: daiquiri. Oh yeah. Louisiana. Yeah. That's the one thing yeah. I really remember there.
2: Yeah. 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 So <laughs> don't put the straw in if you're driving. That's right. Yeah, that, that's it, it. So I think, I think the, the drinking piece was, was always there as we, as we grew up because that's what you did. Yeah. In I school. mean like
1: we, we grew up, I mean, yeah. Underage drinking, whatever you want to call it. But I drank daiquiris growing up. I was 15, 16. It, that's not uncommon. You'd, right. You know, it's not like your parents are just like handing you a bourbon or whatever, but. You drink, and it's not a big deal. And we were with our family and with our friends.
3: <laughs> Eric, nice. <laughs> nice. Look at this one over
0: here. I just want to say, Danny, yeah. that's a little you early, start, but it's okay. We young no judgment. You're I, in yeah. the dirt. You call bullshit.
4: Yeah. <laughs> You're just yeah. looking for one. I mean, for the record, none of those are open, right? Yeah. 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 True. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Hey, this is actually
1: in uh, Fountain Valley, California, which is where I'm. As where I was born. Yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Is, so, that,
1: is
0: that why you don't have an accent?
1: Um, I would say I don't have an accent because my parents are are from Texas originally. Then they moved out to California in the 80s. They had me. Then we moved back to Louisiana. Um,
0: Do they have a twang?
1: They sound like Texans. Okay. And I think like videos of me as a oh, kid.
2: Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, it's there.
2: Did you ever have one? No. No. People, when I was in college, all my buddies were always, you know, you're not, you're not from Louisiana. There's no way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What? Why? Why do we not have that? I don't know. Yeah, Fountain
4: Valley. I grew up. I mean, I was born maybe an hour away. Really? Let's say I was born in Whittier.
1: Okay. In cool. Los Angeles. So. Yeah, yeah. I was born in uh, Fountain Valley. My parents had a, a trailer in Garden Grove. Oh yeah. Yeah.
4: G- where... old, old garbage Grove. Garbage I'm Grove. That's right. Oh man, you know that term? Yeah. Isn't a sublime song. Wow. Yeah. It was in an album.
0: Um. So so you're drinking. You're you're. They we're just e- doing you're a typical like, college. You're doing college. college and yeah. everybody
1: else puts on a, a freshman 20 or whatever right. it is. Right. And mm-hmm. like, I'm already gaining weight. I'm already on this medication. So my freshman 20 was like a lot more than that, obviously.
4: And yeah. yeah, amplified by the fact that you're on multiple meds. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So we're eating out, you know, we're drinking with friends on the weekend. I didn't like going to bars and doing that scene. If we were going to drink, we're going to do it like we did at home. We're going to drink at home, make some right. food and yeah. right. have yeah. people over and uh, and drink at home so we're doing did, that did
0: the world treat you any differently now that you were clearly over so severely overweight like did you notice that Were you like oh shit people that person's treating me like that because I'm fat
1: um I would say that at the time that I was very very heavy at my very heaviest I did feel a little different I I got like you know you don't want to say like you got looks I mean it wasn't like I was 400 pounds or whatever but you know you get you get looks. And, I had to shop at Lane Bryant, which is where it's like a plus Mm. ladies, um, clothing store, which I'm, I'm glad that things like that are available. Um, but I, Travis would come with me to shop. Uh, it almost makes me a little emotional. I mean, he would come in with me and like help me pick out my outfits and make me feel like the most beautiful person on the world. And I was just pissed off that I had to be shopping there in the first place.
0: You were pissed off.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: At at yourself? Yeah. And how old are you at this point?
1: Like 21.
0: Oh, shit. So young. Is there any hope for you in your mind at, at that age? Are you like, I'm at 22, I'm going to start this. I'm going to no. start. No.
1: I tried so many different things. Travis oh and I gosh. tried literally every flippin' diet. We tried the South Beach diet. We tried ally, Those which are some pills, pills that say that you, you know, there, there's like a little disclaimer on the thing that says you can have like anal leakage when you take it or some oh, crap. Yeah.
4: You're not, you're not going to want
0: that. Yeah. yeah. So right we did that. Yeah. I wonder if I do that. anything that can cause anal, anal leakage. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stop
4: it
3: It's that. got a warning label. Yeah. On yeah. I, I want to stop that. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we did that. We did South Beach diet. I mean, we, we did it. We did it all. I would go to the rec center at AM and do cardio and this, that, and the other. I would stay up late because another another issue with the you know the depression whatever else was I had really bad insomnia. No. was never a great sleeper, uh, so I'd stay up late and watch all these infomercials of all these different things to lose weight.
0: Oh, is that why they're on so late? I don't know. Maybe.
1: But I'd watch them. And feel like very um, like pumped. Like, okay, this is the next thing. This, this will help us.
2: This is what's good. This yeah. is this, this is what's gonna take yeah. us to the next level.
1: Yeah. When Travis wakes up in the morning, I'm gonna tell him about this thing that I saw on TV. And we're gonna do this, and this is gonna be the thing. This yeah. is gonna be it. Is yeah. yeah.
0: Is your hair naturally red?
1: Uh. <laughs>
0: I mean, I know it's colored now, but like, it, do you have red hair?
1: I actually have like an auburn brown hair, yeah, but I really have really... some redheads in my family, and I'm like freckly. And,
0: and you're and you crazy fair skinned. Yeah. I mean, you have like. Like, like yeah i feel like we're very similar like you yeah. should be on a dove yeah, commercial or something you feel,
1: you feel me yeah
0: yeah like you should be on a dove commercial you know well, what i like, yeah <laughs> um that was my wife back there my kid oh yeah she has like what i would call a- auburn hair yeah Is that what you call it? Yeah, yeah auburn hair when he graduates from school he yeah. doesn't he doesn't Travis you don't leave M. you you stick
2: around and wait for her to graduate so she finished did you graduate yes oh congratulations thanks Makes one of us of course she <laughs> did i never doubt that <laughs> so she she actually finished up on time i i took an extra vic, victory lap. early but yeah mm-hmm. I, I took a lap and a half you gotta make sure you get your money's worth yeah you know Definitely.
4: i I, I, <laughs> I took many a lap many, many,
3: But many. You,
1: <laughs> you have you a degree in engineering and a math minor i mean
4: yeah,
0: so, so you're so smart it wow. wasn't it yes. wasn't uh, it's not like you got it in psychology 40. wait what did you get it in yeah <laughs>
1: Management. <laughs>
2: oh, all right. Yeah. Communications. Yeah. yeah. So, so. Sociology. Uh-huh. So uh, ultimately, because of my victory lap. Save the YouTube finishing... comments.
0: I don't want to hear shit. <laughs> yeah. You guys go fuck yourself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and her finishing up early. Um, I, my, my first job was down in Houston. And I just did an 80 uh, mile commute every each way. Yeah. For that 10 or 12 months, whatever yeah. it was, till she finished and then we every leave. day every day 80 yeah. miles each way yeah no.
1: I'm telling you if there's one thing that you could one word that I could paraphrase about Travis it's like commitment to
0: mm-hmm. you I,
4: dedication yeah. hopelessly devoted yes mm-hmm. hopelessly why do you throw that in there I don't think it carries like, a negative connotation it totally does no I think you're assuming that it does <laughs> hopeless use yeah. hopeless in a positive way well, for no I mean you can you, if you're, you're hopeless it means you'll never change right and he's oh, devoted. Yeah, yeah. Let's Ellen. talk about yeah. this later. Tomorrow morning at breakfast. <laughs> Word dissection being
3: yeah.
2: How to treat the guest dissection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't take it negatively. No, not at I all. I totally got it. So. Um,
1: yeah, commuted because we'd, we'd bought a house in Bryan because it was actually cheaper.
2: How did you so, afford that?
1: That was that when was, you could buy a house was, and uh, not put anything down. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Wow. We roll it all
2: together, and so we were our, our monthly payment was.
1: It was lower than rent, so we were we were like thinking financially, like, "Oh man, this makes sense. Let's do this." So we bought a house. We and you're still not married. We got we, married we got, like several months after we bought the house, right?
2: Um, no, we got uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, so it happened all around that same time. So
2: sorry, I lost a little bit. So
0: so. You're in your last year of college. Yeah. He's commuting 80 miles for a mm-hmm. job. You um, graduate from college. You are 23.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: You then you buy a house. House shortly after you graduate from college. No,
1: I we bought the house while I was still in college. Okay, so yeah, you my, buy my the senior house. year. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. and are you working? Yes, I work part time. Where at? Uh, makeup. Selling makeup. Yeah, doing makeup.
0: But you and you are from your Instagram, address, you are a skin person.
1: Yeah, I'm You're actually on a...
0: natural, but you are definitely like. Skin, right? You say something about, um, I encourage everyone to wear a little bit of suntan lotion every single day.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Got to be gotta be nice to that so skin.
2: Danielle's got it quite the right. So she finished at A&M in and, and management and then- decided that's not really where I want to
1: Well, I went I went and got a degree in management because I ultimately I'm a very creative person, like incredibly incredibly creative. So I wanted I wanted to have my own business and I thought that that business was like a salon. I wanted to like have a salon, run a salon. So a month after I would graduated from AM, I went to cosmetology school and I got a license as a, to be a professional cosmetologist, to do hair, makeup, all that. Um, halfway through school, I realized I can't be around these women like this all the time. Um, Like I love the work. I just don't necessarily love this whole environment. Maybe it's just not for me.
0: What do you think about, sorry, licensure?
1: What do I think about it?
0: Yeah, like the fact that like to cut hair, I have to go to school and be told by someone else what the fuck is right and what the fuck is wrong. I think it's pretty
1: necessary.
0: You do? I do. Why is that?
1: Um, you know, I guess you, we you bring up a, a good point. I guess anybody could cut hair and sell the service and make it good without needing to have a license. But I think to keep, um, I would say to keep the level that you're getting at least
0: at a minimum standard by the level you mean like hygiene,
1: hygiene and the quality of what you're getting. You know what I mean?
0: Kind of, but I see people paying a lot of money for these haircuts that are fucking like crazy. That are crap, yeah. Yeah. There are some pretty nut wall people doing it. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I say it, I bring this up because people are trying to put licensure on um, uh, fitness professionals. Interesting. Which we really now know are health professionals. Right. And. For anyone to come in and think that they can tell CrossFit what to do is completely insane. Because yeah. the people who are at the throne in the government think that you shouldn't squat below parallel. They think that yeah. um, you should be eating. Uh, it's okay to eat cookies in the morning and oh, cereal yeah. for breakfast, and um, and they want you to drink as much milk as you can and feed yep. that shit to your kids. I mean, it's insanity.
1: Oh, absolutely, it's insanity. And
0: I I guess. I get concerned that licensure is a, is, a, is a racket. Recently, this woman, I can't remember her name. We put her on the CrossFit Instagram. You can go back and look at yeah. it. She's talking about the importance of licensure yeah. Yeah. for and the fitness industry. She's not
2: very fit. Yeah.
0: Not only is she not fit, I'm, a, I'm even okay with someone who smokes cigarettes telling me not to smoke. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, they know. Right. But, like, don't be saying asinine shit when I go back to your website and, and like, you think I'm going to exercise off of Coca-Cola. Right. You're not exercising off of Coca-Cola. Right. You
1: yeah. could bring up a good point. I actually never thought about it that way.
0: Anyways, it, 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 uh, the only thing I can think of for – I think that money, capitalism, people voting with their dollar will get – you're looking at my nail. Sorry.
3: No. I'm oh, not. good.
0: Okay. People <laughs> may be paranoid about it. I saw
4: you looking over here. Yeah, the internet's looking at it now.
3: <laughs> oh, now I can't thing. stop. <laughs> Change uh, cameras, Eric. Change cameras.
4: Uh,
0: <laughs> fuck me. Where was I? You had oh, a good thought. So so licensure, um, uh, if people are getting good haircuts, I think they'll go to them.
1: Yeah. I agree with you. By
0: by word of mouth. Yeah. But the hygiene thing is seems kind of important because like I don't want I want to make sure my person's like following like clean sure. the comb protocol and right. you know how they dip it in that water that mm-hmm. you think is like something besides water or whatever
1: the yeah. barbicide
0: yeah, yeah barbicide yeah okay uh, so so you go to cosmetology school but you yeah. can't do it because
1: no I finished it I got my license um, but it's I mean just, the
0: practice with being that close to other people
1: yeah well no it was really just it just wasn't what I expected I just I just didn't get the warm and fuzzies. Okay. um you know i i'm talented and i love doing it and i do it freelance okay um on my own time so um i love that but the whole goal was to like have the salon and maybe have several of them and that just never d- panned out and that's okay because it just, just it didn't feel right um how so much does
0: it cost to go to uh cosmetology to, school to cost
1: me like 20 grand
0: wow oh wow that's no joke. yeah like and, it, and how and in one year
1: uh, it was 1,500 physical hours, so it took me about a year. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you have your degree in management from Texas A&M? I do. You have your cosmetology certificate?
1: Uh, Yeah, I have a license.
0: And um, you guys own a house?
1: We own a house, yeah. yeah. We have a house. And shortly and got, after- And you had a wedding? We had a wedding. We had a wonderful, beautiful wedding. Um, And then we had our son, I guess- we got married in 2007.
0: And you're at, at 2007. <laughs> yeah. huh? What was it? 2007. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then at this point, you're at your maximum weight.
1: I was at my maximum weight in 2008. Okay. So that was like a year after we got married. My maximum weight, and it could have been higher, but the last time I'd stepped on the scale was
0: 245. And when you shopped for your um, wedding dress, was that also um, emotional and depressing? Yes. <laughs> because of the weight. And did he go with you for that?
1: No, because I didn't want him to see my my wedding dress. But my mom and my mother in law, Mary, uh, went with me, and my sister Jordan. Um, and it was a great it was a great um, time. But absolutely, the concerns about the weight and the way my body looked was definitely something in the back of my mind, and something I still remember now for sure.
2: When I get go ahead, Travis. I was going to say, what in that time, you also started seeing a personal trainer to, to try to I did get. Get oh, to get and, fit, yeah. And get get wedding dress ready. Yeah. I remember that and that was twelve ish weeks. I did twelve weeks, like yeah. That. Yeah. Tell Our, me about
0: tell me about that. What happened? You're like, I'm gonna get married, I need to get in shape.
1: Yeah, like we need a we need a we need to tighten this up a little bit.
0: And that's what you look like, this picture on the left at that time?
1: So this is what I looked like about a, a year after I got married. Okay. So I wasn't this heavy when I got married. Okay. But I was probably right about 200 when I got married because I'd lost about 20 pounds with a trainer. Um, and this is um, me at 245.
0: Your video is so – the one that Elliot Lindsay made is yeah. so fucking inspiring. Um, my wife and I watched it for the second time last night together. Wow. Yeah, it is like – it's amazing. But when I pulled this picture up and showed my wife, she's like, I don't even recognize her. And I'm like, yeah. yeah it, it,
4: you it, look like a different person.
0: Completely different person. We we laugh about this. Yeah, a lot
1: of people say that. I mean, you can just you still see my eyes and everything, but I see the flat, (laughs) the
0: same shitty flash. Yeah, (laughs) but uh, I don't. But I don't recognize. But
1: you you know what's funny is that the fact that you said that you don't look like the same person. I felt when I was this heavy, I didn't feel like me. I felt like I was in somebody else's body. When I looked at myself, you know, let's say we were in a mall and I you catch that little reflection of yourself off the glass I would look and be like that is that can't be me how is that me I felt like I was wearing a fat suit anytime I would sit in my car and put my my seat belt on I remember how far I'd have to stretch it over just to get it to clip and I remember every time how many times do you do that a day every time I did it it was like a little like a little jab like look at you like this is who you are now you have, to, you have to stretch it this far just to get your seatbelt on. Or the way like my clo- clothes felt or pressed up against things or how I might not fit the way I wanted to fit in my desk at school or just little things. I think people don't really think about that. But I thought about it and I felt it all the time.
0: I think people even twenty pounds overweight think that.
1: Oh my gosh, yes, right? you, you can feel it. Yeah, like your
0: pants are cutting into. I'm sitting yeah. here and I'm like, oh fuck, I shouldn't have had three hamburgers last night. Yeah, yeah. I feel that little yeah.
1: roll a little bit. Absolutely, and Did- it it's interesting that um you know now people say, oh well, how do you feel now that you've done it or your journey's at the end? And it's so funny is because I haven't done it, I haven't finished anything, and to be honest with you, losing all this weight has uncovered a ton. Of mental shit that I now have to get through. Like the work is not even close to being done. Losing the weight was not a problem. What I'm dealing with now, being mentally strong, and like what you said about how, oh, 20 pounds, I'm feeling this little thing here and there, that has become so amplified to me now that it's become now my journey is to be okay with not needing to be the leanest mofo in the room. Mm. You know, you don't need to be that lean or you don't need to be this number.
0: Uh, my wife actually asked me in, in, at the end of the video, yeah. do you think she's too thin?
1: You want to know what?
0: And I, and I looked at the video and I'm like, I don't know, but it's funny that my wife just picked right up on that. Do and I was, she's too t- good and an I'll answer? be a really,
1: yeah. really honest with you. And it's something that, um, I've wanted to share with people for a while and haven't necessarily been, uh, very ready to do so. But last year I, Um, I'm very into nutrition. I love learning everything that I can about it. Um, I'm currently getting a certification in it right now. Um, But I use my body as an experiment. And last year, my experiment was to literally lose a little bit of body weight, but really just to get a little stronger. But what it ended up being was the complete opposite. And it has taught me so, so much about my body physically and mentally and how being the leanest I ever was has also been one of the most unhappy that I've been in a long time.
0: Interesting.
1: And so since that video has been out, my goal has been to put on some quality weight.
0: And I saw that in the Instagram thing. I saw that in your clip.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, you, you had, there were like four go- Four goals. Um, can we see her Instagram, one of her more recent ones? And one of them was, I don't know if it's goals or things that you would accomplish. Yeah, it a video them, I put one up one recently. Put, one yeah. of them was put on weight and had the little blue arrows next to it. Uh, scroll down a little bit. Maybe, maybe it's, it's the, that this one. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Can I see the writing? Okay. Increased body weight, clear cognitive function, decreased anxiety, better sleep. Those are all things you've touched on here.
1: Yep. Mm. I'm almost 5'10". I don't have any business being 125
0: pounds. Right. I just don't. Right. My wife is 5'4", and I want to say she's 138 pounds.
1: Yeah. Um. So Hardcore I- Hardcore
0: crossfitter. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like stomach yeah. muscles and shit.
1: Yeah. I um, I think that what I struggle with as far as body image now is a lot of what's left over after having had such a lo- a big transformation. So uh, we talk about this a lot. I gauge my progress based solely off of my stomach because it is probably the, the part of my body that I hate the the most. Yeah, yeah. I, w-
4: I wouldn't say that's uncommon. Yeah. I, I was gonna say that. hashtag me too. Yeah. yeah. So like, did I use that right? Eh, eh. Yeah. I don't so, think so I see
1: <laughs> you know I see Travis has, you know, lost a ton of weight and he has like he fifteen kinda, abs. He has a six. He, yeah, he has kind of a there picture body.
4: there of, of him making green body, beans yeah. or something. It looked like he was <laughs> doing the laundry. Right? Yeah. So
1: exactly. So yeah. I
0: I feel like that about my wife, too. God, I hope my kids get your body. God, I hope my kids get your body. Yes,
1: yes, exactly. So um, posting things like this is so hard. Being in a bathing suit in general just sucks. Like, I am the least confident. You know, I put an air of confidence on, but it's forced. You know, fake it till you make it. This is really tough, and this is stuff that I do to push myself out of a comfort zone because if I need if I want to tell my daughter, you need to be happy in the skin you're in, you need to be happy with every pound that is on that scale and what your body can do. But inside I am not practicing that. What what kind of message does that send her? Kids are not stupid. Right. They see what you do.
3: Right. They, they hear, what, they you hear say, what you say. Holy but they God. see what you do. Right. <laughs> and
1: if she and if I think that I can hide this from her, I'm wrong. Right. She knows. And she's gonna know the older she gets. That mom isn't that comfortable with her body, but she tells me to be comfortable with her body, right, my right, body.
0: Right, right,
1: So, yeah, there's right. there's extra skin all over the place here and there and everywhere. Fake it
0: till you make it for your kids. But who the right, fuck cares? Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So Especially once you have kids and you have this guy.
1: <laughs> exactly. Right, Like, <laughs> we're,
0: like I, I get it. I'm not ignorant. I, I, there's a mating protocol oh, going right. on on the planet. Yeah. That's what we're doing. We're circling the sun trying to mate. But but you would, you would think that once you scored that mate that you would focus on what you best you can do for your body for your mate and to right. inspire your mate and God there's very few people who can say they've done it as good as you, yeah. Mm. Thank right. You. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, holy shit.
3: Um,
0: wh- as you, <laughs> when I, w- last when I wake <laughs> up in the morning, I know you guys look so beautiful there. When 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 I wake up in the morning, I'll say to my wife, um, not every morning, just four six seven. Um, do I look chubby in this? Do I look okay in this? Yeah. Do I, and uh, is there a, is when you're a hundred pounds of weight, do you even bother saying that? You do. You
2: do. Yeah. yeah. Holy yep. shit. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And
1: you know what? I still ask those questions and people are like, what? You have nothing. Oh my gosh. And that's what I was saying earlier is that's almost gotten worse. Yeah. Right. Um. So that's something that I'm in thick of dealing with right now. uh. And I could either, be upset about it, or just consider it a challenge because this is a lifelong journey. This is just one leg of it, so that's fine. This is what we're doing right now.
2: I, I, you said earlier that losing the weight wasn't that hard, but it, no. it, it, the the process of living through yeah. it, it was hard. Don't it, you worked hard? Don't discredit yourself. Yeah,
1: but looking back on it, the it's the what's under this the hood, new, the mental stuff. That's the hard part. piece. Kat-
0: Kat- Kat- did you listen to the Kai? I think her last name is Remy. Podcast. Rainy. Remy. What's her I her say? Name? Rainy. But I don't know if that's rainy? right. No,
1: yeah. I haven't.
0: So we, we had a lady in here lost, I want to say a hundred and. It was over a hundred pounds. Crazy yeah. like you, yeah. crazy amount of weight. I don't know if it was 100 or 200, but it was a shit ton. Yeah. And I apologize to her because she was amazing. She deserves to get credit for every pound she lost. She said it's harder to be overweight than it is to do the worst CrossFit workouts in the world. And that's why she thinks like, holy yes. shit. She wants everyone to hear this. who's overweight. Yes. Just get into the fucking gym. It only gets easier.
1: Oh, yeah. gosh. I would totally agree with her. Yeah. There wow. she is. Yeah. Yeah. I would. Oh, look at her. Go, girl. Good
0: and, job. Uh, uh, she is a. Um, yeah, there's. Yeah, there she is down below, right? Yeah. She's she like, great. she's like, she's a she's a beacon of light now. You know what I mean? Absolutely. There she is.
3: Wow. Awesome.
0: And her husband took the journey with her, too. Now, her husband wasn't. I don't think her husband was 60 pounds, but he's probably like 40 pounds overweight. I think when they started.
1: Yeah. She's so right, I would agree with her. Um, I think that's why I just took to CrossFit so well was because it was intense, it spoke my language, it spoke to me as a person, and at the end of the day, none of it was ever as tough as what I'd done before. So I knew that I could do it. I knew I could handle it, right? Right. So absolutely, she's spot on for sure.
0: so you, you were going to go back to, so you get married and yeah. then you, you're still not doing any, you know, you, oh, you did that 12 week program. I did. To, you worked the, with s- a trainer. Yeah. So what was that and why didn't you stick with it?
1: Um, it was, I worked with a personal trainer and it was not like, CrossFit. No, okay. I didn't even know what CrossFit was at the time okay. at all. No, it was like typical, let's do some cardio and then we're going to lift some weights. Um, we didn't really talk about nutrition much at all. Our nutrition, we, uh, we yeah. tried, Remember the cookbook? We still oh, have it. Yeah. Oh yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. the fifteen-minute, five-ingredient. Fifteen-minute, in. five-ingredient
1: cookbook. We're like, okay, we're gonna try. We're gonna really try and like clean up our our diet a little bit, and we're gonna try not to eat out as much.
0: And this is prior to the wedding.
1: Yeah, prior yeah, to the wedding. Yeah. I think I lost about twenty pounds. Why did I not stick with the trainer?
0: Was it a male or female? It was
1: a male, and he was great. I still remember him. He was a super fun guy. He used to be like a, an ex bodybuilder guy. So mm-hmm. we did like typical. You know, bodybuilding Bodybuilding stuff.
0: stuff. Mm -hmm. Would you drink a Coke when you were done working out?
1: No, but I'd probably go get like a propel water and feel really like healthy and shit.
0: Okay. (laughs) Um, Great California accent you just threw in there
3: by the way yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: But you know what? Is it was fun, but it wasn't like really fun. It never I don't know, it wasn't really that exciting. That's why I didn't engaging, stick with it. Yeah. Wasn't that engaging? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I'd lost 20 pounds. And when we got married, I was and like... And it wasn't cheap. No, no, it wasn't cheap at all. When we got Small, married, I was proud of what I had lost. And I think at that point, I was like, yeah, maybe I could lose a little bit. But I'd always said, I don't think I'd ever be smaller than a size 12. How many times did I say that?
2: I don't, More than... more than.
1: Oh, my, my frame is just not that way. Yeah, I'll
2: just... But yeah.
1: I had already said in my mind that, you know, I'm going to be like this, so... This this is fine.
0: Gary Roberts, um, guy who works with us, lost like sixty or seventy pounds. Yeah. And the whole time growing up, when he was overweight, um, his family would tell him, "Oh, we're just big bone." Yeah. The Roberts oh, are yes. big Same bone. Same thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Same thing. So I just never. By I the guess way, I you was... look
0: beautiful in your wedding picture. Oh, I thought, thank you. Yeah. Um, albeit heavy. Do you have that up in your house? We Can have a we? Uh, we have one where you're sitting. At-
1: yes. Yeah, and, I do. And,
0: and do your kids look at that and be like, uh-huh. do they comment on it? Mama, you were big.
1: You know what? Sometimes they see pictures of us when we were big or my biggest picture yeah. and they say, who is that?
2: Yeah. Hmm. When recognizes. Who's that with with both of you or know who's what's that funny with daddy? Is
1: when we watched the CrossFit video for the first time. Yes. When we sat on the, the couch and watched it with the kids, they both said, who is that?
2: Who who were we watching?
1: When they saw the footage of the of our old pictures. Yeah. They they were like who is that? Yeah. Because Harper Joe will not remember me being heavy. No. I started losing the weight when she was about a year. Caden, I mean I think he was too young. Yeah. He was just I, too young. To, I I to asked
0: know it. I asked Kai you should it, it, I don't mean to float my own boat. It's an, yeah. Aw, she's it's an awesome interview. But what I asked her did you think you influenced your kids? Yeah. And she and I could tell that was heavy for her. Yeah. Because she did she didn't catch it as quickly as you did. Yeah. And it, she said yeah absolutely yeah hundred percent.
1: That was a huge driver for us, and you know, I mean, even our son Caden yesterday said, or last week said, "What what was he eating on his plate?" And he said, "Oh, mom, look how colorful my plate yeah. is."
2: He was eating mm-hmm. some broccoli and salmon, and
1: and we just look at each other and just smile because
2: that that's what that's what that's that's our journey won. now. Yeah,
1: that's the winning right there. Yeah.
2: That's what we, that's what it's about for
0: us. That's the feedback you want. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You're married. Yeah. And how? You guys decide, hey, we're ready to have kids. What birth control were you using at the time?
1: Uh, you know, a combination pill. So it's like a combo, probably estrogen, progesterone pill.
0: You ha- so that's the- And I was
1: taking it continuously too yeah. I because I never wanted to be bothered with a period. Well, so I never would take like that week off.
0: From when you were 15 to?
1: So when I was 16, 16? so I started at 14 and I think around 16 he was like, oh, Uh, You can start taking it continuously. This is your doctor. Yeah. New research. Yeah. New research says that you don't need to take that last week where you, where you, it would force you to bleed, whatever. And I said, oh, okay. So I would just continually take the hormones.
0: My, my, I've been with my wife for for 20 years and she was on the pill once for a month. No can do.
1: No can Mm. do. Yeah. Yeah, they try after spin her, spin
0: her brain up in a way that's like I didn't even recognize her. She immediately yep. got off. She, I'm like, what's up? You getting off? saw like, oh, this is fucked.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so we. And least... I know
2: it's different for everyone, by the way. I'm not saying it's like that for everyone. No,
1: but, but that's pretty well, common across the board.
2: It, it happened more with you with the um the implant. What the... the
1: marina yes. after we had Harper Joe. It was like, oh, we could try this implant. And I said, I can't do birth control. We L- we found out that uh, you look
0: you look like Russian there. You don't even look like you. You know what I mean? You look like some like <laughs> uh, hey, what are you, what are you trying Polish... to say about Russians? <laughs> Polish or Russian? Like I mean, you look like an immigrant there.
1: I look like an immigrant. Yeah, you, don't
0: look like, you know what I mean. I mean, you look like. What does that mean?
1: Yeah, well, when we had de- decided to get off of birth control, I was having some serious medical issues with it, which are very, very mm-hmm. rare. For oh, that, like,
2: I completely forgot about yep, that. It was yeah. very,
1: very scary. I was having like major, major pain.
0: When you I mean, got off the pill?
1: No, before. Okay. I was having like some serious problems with it. Okay. And I didn't know what was wrong. We um, saw
2: several doctors. I saw several
1: doctors in College Station. They said, we don't know what's wrong. You need to go to MD Anderson. You need to see that's an like, oncologist. That's
2: like the, that's like the oh, cancer That's scary. A gynecological mm. oncologist. Yeah, they need scary. to take
1: biopsies. We don't know what this is. He, we did the biopsy. All that was normal. They still couldn't figure it out. And you know what? My eighteen tabs open on my Google Chrome found what it was. I took myself off of birth control. Three weeks later, didn't have the pain.
2: Where was
0: the pain? So it In your was uterus, like
1: yes, it was. Is this uh, going to be a TMI? Or is this going to be okay? No, either? no, no. It's totally okay. No, it's- okay. So <laughs> this
0: is the unsafe zone. Okay, all right. Is barely so scratching we'll, the we'll yeah, just yeah. go <laughs> into it. So
1: after we got married, I was like, I'm going to get off a birth control, or you know, we're we're not going to use one, protection. One,
2: you couldn't breastfeeding, you couldn't take certain birth control. So that's where it kind of started uncovering itself, right?
1: Well, this was like before we'd had uh, oh, any kids right. at that's all. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right.
2: Don't jump ahead, Travis. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry.
1: Sorry. Timeline, bro. This, this time story line. is
2: linear.
0: <laughs> Timeline, yeah.
1: So I would say that after we got married, uh, being the type A that I am, we were on birth control. We also used protection because I was not getting pregnant
0: Condoms.
2: Before. Yes. Yeah. Birth we control were... and condoms. Yes. That's hardcore. Uh-huh.
1: Because Ter- I was not getting pregnant before I wanted to get pregnant. Because
2: yes. she wasn't having a period. So we never really knew. Yeah,
1: because I wasn't having a period. Had you been
2: using condoms yeah, your scary. whole life? Your yes. Whole... Yeah. Oh, Wow. Yes. Kudos to you. I'm. I was. I
0: was. I'm a condom rock star. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> that means like I, when people Explain. say when people say like oh I can't stand condoms or um, how can you get them on or
4: I don't. Just and you, you're, you're trying to say that either you thrive in that environment? Whatever, yeah. He's like, I
0: don't know how you with just get, you just, yeah.
4: And that yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah. I'm in a vagina-rich environment. I flourish. I love it. I
3: love it. Yes, I, love I, it. Flourish. I
0: flourish. Yeah. So
1: we were doing that, and then after we got married, I was like, yeah, well, we could probably do without the condoms, and you know, that'll be our little thing for after we got married. I'll still be on the pill. Right. And then um, shortly, like literally a month after we got married, after sex, it would hurt so bad i mean it felt like fire very 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 bad
2: did you have him check for venereal (laughs) diseases
1: no i mean
2: that was that was part of the protocol and and trying to understand yeah i mean just i hear fire and i'm like yeah
1: Yeah, i mean it was just not it was awful so when we go in he does an exam and he says well your cervix his words quote unquote looks like ground meat your cervix looks like ground meat well, what does that mean? What, I mean, what is it that's, supposed to look like? I'm pretty sure
0: we? that's a doctor term, doctor talk. Yeah. Saying, oh, yeah I'm not on doctor talk. Yeah. I'm a Ground. Yeah. Sound yeah. Ground me. <laughs> so apparently
1: it's not supposed to look like that. He said it's incredibly inflamed. We've got to figure out why. I can't, for the life of me, figure out why with the tools and knowledge I have, you need to go to MD Anderson. Okay. So, my senior year of college, I'm dealing with going back and forth to going to MD Anderson. And trying to finish up my studies, being stressed out about that. Don't know if I have cancer. What the hell I have?
0: Are you on some sort of antidepressant at this time? Too? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Oh, for sure. So uh, he does biopsy. All that comes out back normal. I'm still having pain. This is after we got married, right? It's supposed to be good. It's not good. So uh, that is really mentally tough too, because that's supposed to be a, an amazing safe space in your relationship, and it's painful.
0: Right. It's right. not
1: at all. Uh, and it's no one's fault, we can't figure out what's wrong. So I don't do a ton of research, I start pulling up, all right, let's 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 be a detective. Okay, birth control, pain after sex and whatever else. Uh, and I start looking at, I start seeing some common threads across my 18 tabs that I have open. And I start seeing cervical ectropion over and over and over and over again. And it's uh, an inflammation of the cervix that happens as a very rare side effects of birth control and it typically happens in younger children or younger like adults that are on it are like much older whatever reason i didn't really fit inside a, a typical description but we all know that's all bullshit because it's a bell curve anyway there's going to be somebody here and somebody there so i thought all right well let's just get off of it and you know we've been talking about maybe having children at this time anyway and i said I need to get off of it. And the only way to know if this works is if I get off the birth control and we have unprotected sex. So are you okay with the possibility of getting pregnant at this point? We talked about it a lot. We'd already been talking about children, so we were okay. Um, so I got off of it, and several weeks later, it's fine.
0: But and but you're still not pregnant? I'm not no.
1: pregnant, no. But I don't get, have the issues anymore. You
0: get off the, the pill, and so – um, you're then now the only thing medication you're taking is antidepressants. Yes. And you're still 200 and
3: some yes. odd pounds.
1: And we're having unprotected sex for a year and I'm still not pregnant. And at this point, I'm really wanting to – we're ready. We're ready. And I don't know why I'm not. So it's like a year, to something like that. How
0: old are you at this point? Uh,
1: 22. 20- 23, 23. Yeah,
0: you should be getting pregnant if a penis just gets close to Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. like across from the room.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: With me.
0: <laughs>
3: right.
1: And it wasn't. So I knew there was something wrong. So at that point, we'd sold our house in College Station or Bryan. We moved to Cypress, Texas. Do
0: you wish you would have kept the house? No. No? Oh,
1: to like I to don't like know. rent I don't it know. out, maybe. Yeah, that actually might have been a, nice if it been of a diff-
2: different place. Probably would have been a great idea. Yeah,
1: think. oh. And thinking about that. Now. Everyone I always yeah, talk to you nice.
0: about real estate, though. When they're like, "And then I sold the house." I'm like, "Do you wish you wouldn't have?" They're like, "Yeah, fuck! I should have kept it."
2: Yeah, yeah. Been, yeah. it
1: might have been I mean, a lot of trouble though at uh, the time. Where
2: it, we were living, we it, we could afford the mortgage for a reason. Yeah, <laughs> that neighborhood oh. wasn't the wasn't
1: the nicest. Wasn't the best
2: place. But is it nice now? it's okay i think it's okay. Hey, it was our first home. yeah
1: it'll always be special yeah. to us i think
2: i think for college kids renting it probably would have been okay but neither here yeah. Or there. yeah yeah
0: you them. didn't lose money on the house
2: uh, no, we, no actually we actually made, made, money. made money oh that's cool yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah after after owning it for
0: 16 months
1: yeah we made money that's made, crazy made at that
0: young age you guys already owned a home
1: yeah yeah so we we bought a, we bought a home in. um in Cyprus and
0: that's Texas.
2: Uh, yeah,
1: Cyprus, Texas. Uh, where Where is that in Texas? It's northwest of Houston by so, about forty five minutes. You, okay,
2: you can call it Houston. Yeah, people do. Okay.
1: Yeah, so we I saw a doctor there and we went in together. I said, "Why am I not pregnant?" He said, "You probably don't ovulate because you probably have polycystic ovarian syndrome with." Type 2 diabetes I said well what is Polycystic ovarian syndrome
0: And and Right And had you ever thought That you might have Type 2 diabetes before then No No no. Were you fucking scared shitless Yeah
4: Goodness
1: Real scared Oh And I said how do you even know this We haven't done blood work He said I can just see From your body type which you can see from my photos, I carried all my weight in my middle. I used to say I was like a little apple on toothpicks. I had little legs, <laughs> but all my weight is in my trunk, right? Which is so typical for type 2 di- diabetics. They're not the pear shape, they're apple shape. They keep all their fat around their organs mm-hmm. here, their vital organs, their heart and things like that. Is
0: that genetic or is it the kind of sugars you eat, the way you put on your weight? Or do we not know that?
1: I yet? think I that most people that... I I don't really know. Okay. But I I either way, it's not good. No, it's not good. Uh, Being overweight in general is not great, but especially when the weight is centralized over your heart, your lungs—that's always worse.
4: Yeah, I think I think that's the point that the fat is concentrated around the organs. Yeah, and it's called visceral fat. Yeah, visceral fat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, visceral fat. You want it like in your ass?
1: Yeah, I'd rather have a fat ass (laughs) than a fat stomach any day.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Check. So
4: where uh, was yours, Eric? Stomach. Wow. He had like a, he had a buffalo top and flamingo he, bottom. You didn't, have nice. fat, you didn't have a fat ass. <laughs> nice.
3: Yeah. Still working no.
4: on it. Still yeah. working on Still it. Working <laughs> it. Still trying to make your ass bigger. <laughs>
1: Same, bro. Eric, Same. Just, Eric
4: just ran 10K and what, you you held a sub seven mile, right? Wow. wow. 6.58. That's Congrats. awesome. Congrats.
1: That's incredible.
4: That is incredible.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I went into I don't, uh, REI in Berkeley. In my, this is six, seven years, eight years ago when my wife and I have been doing CrossFit for two years. And um, she comes out of the dressing room, and I'm like, ah, she's like, what? I'm like, your butt looks small in that. And they, and then the lady goes, oh, yeah, it does. I'm like, no, no, that's not – we're not going for that here. No. We're, we're crossfitters. We, we, want <laughs> we want big want, ass. We want, we want <laughs> big butt. Yeah. And it was so funny at that point. I'm like, wow, I have fully been converted. Yeah. 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 Full yeah.
1: circle. Yeah. For sure.
0: Okay, so the doctor is telling you you have something on – going on with your yeah. what would you call it?
1: So this is with your like endocrine system, your reproductive system and type 2 diabetes obviously has to do with your pancreas pushing out tons of insulin, things like that. So this is more than just oh like my uterus doesn't work or my ovaries are not working. This is this is full body.
0: Right. What was – tell me the – you had poly –
1: Polycystic ovarian syndrome.
0: And, w- and when I hear that cystic uh, – uh, is, is there something growing on –
1: You know what? It's such a bullshit term because – Great. Thank you. No wonder
0: I don't understand. <laughs> it. All right. Let's... Okay. Let's do so, it. Break it down. Break yeah. it, it
1: could be a topic for another day. But in a nutshell, what polycystic ovarian syndrome is, they give it that name because typically women that have it have cysts all over their ovaries. Okay. Like tons. Okay. Like I have – at one point I had like 20 on one and like 15 on another like and, little cysts and, and
4: what is a cyst
1: a cyst is like a fluid filled sack that's covering whatever body part but this happened to be on the ovaries so okay. just tiny little fluid filled sacks and right? the
0: ovaries are basically the woman's testicles that's where
4: your eggs are yes made. that's okay. where the eggs yeah. are made
1: and so if there's something not going on with that and if you're not ovulating I'm not even producing eggs to be fertile at all okay so um once i'd gotten off of birth control pill i thought for sure like oh my cycles would regulate but they were not so i was going like 60 days between periods i was just not even having any cycle at all he said that's all very typical for polycystic ovarian syndrome they call it pcos which is a, a condition where you do not ovulate your cycles are very lengthy so like 40 days plus you're not ovulate you're not ovulating when you do have a bleed it's not indicative of having ovulated at all. That's the whole point.
0: Meaning, meaning, there's no egg.
1: There's no yeah. egg. Yeah. yeah.
0: You you have a, you have menses, but no egg. Yeah. Oh, that sucks.
1: Yeah. So it's just just to add insult to injury. Right. You can Right. You, Mortgage payment you without
0: a house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, and then typically, yeah, and then you, um, on top of that, you're usually having some sort of insulin resistance, which is pre-diabetes, mm-hmm. which can then lead to type two oh. diabetes. So it affects more than just your reproductive organs. So the test for that is to do a glucose test. We'll see where your hormones are. Typically women that have PCOS have high androgens, so high testosterone they may have a deeper voice or facial hair were
0: you doing steroids
1: no and i had none of that i never had facial hair never had a deep voice uh, never had any of those issues at all they could deal with acne they usually deal with lots of belly fat and an inability to lose weight and i was thinking oh well you know i've been putting on weight all these years but i've also have all these other reasons why that could be so we do an ultrasound. Yes, there are cysts all over my ovaries. We do the blood work. Yes, um, I'm pre-diabetic. At this point, he says, you are diabetic. Um,
2: How old are you? 22.
1: 20, 22,
2: 23, yeah. Mm-hmm. What What
0: are you thinking as these results come in?
2: Well, for me, it was, you know, one, I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't have all the research that, that Danny had done. I didn't have the background. I didn't understand what everything meant. It was very much a, you know, oh, oh, oh shit, what? What does that mean for her long term? what does it mean for a short term? you know do we need to like you know get to living wills and you know where does that really take us we're We're newly married so, so you to, get so are you're systems. scared yeah, scared as hell that's it's the kind of thing that you know at our age we shouldn't have to even consider thinking about
0: yeah twenty two so. it's like fuck I, I know I have a dollar around here somewhere so I can go get a beer
2: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah no, that was not, not my early twenties not
2: life or death shit. no mm mm so it was it was a very very scary time. That was not our time. No. And you know, that with a move, a job that I have had for less than a year, trying to navigate the corporate world and what that means and and dealing with all of that, um, it was it was uh, a a lot very stressful. a lot.
1: Yeah. A lot. It was super, you, super when stressful. when you
0: get this are you like you're in his office when he actually says this you have type 2 diabetes? Yeah. And do you do you tell anyone? right away when you when you leave the hospital yeah i think i'd probably call my
1: mom immediately
2: and just start crying yeah yeah and the car remember
1: yeah yeah like my mom is a type 2 diabetic she's um insulin dependent now but she also has a lot of um issues wrong with her pancreas that has led that but you know certainly some lifestyle issues too but grandparents and and aunts and uncles and certainly on your side too so i mean i'm telling you it's like genetic cards were set up to be this way
0: when you were growing up, did you think I'm going to beat this thing or it's only a matter of time before I get it?
1: I didn't even think or, about it. Yeah, I okay. mean, that was not You're
0: even
3: young. a word. You're I young thought, oh, yeah, life. like, yeah. Okay. oh,
1: my grandfather has diabetes and, uh, you know, he, he loves to eat his Blue Bell, Bell ice cream, but he can only mm. have the sugar-free version. I didn't really know what that meant. Right. I didn't know mm. what that meant. What, did, what does diabetes mean in the way that we speak to our children now? Now, oh, yeah, you absolutely. Know, they ask me for a candy bar at the checkout at Target, and I tell them point blank, we don't eat things like that often because what, is it, what does it lead to? Diabetes and things like that. That's how we speak to our kids.
0: And how hard is that saying no to your kids? It's like for, for people who don't have kids, explain to them how hard that is and why it's so hard. Thank it's, you in advance. It's
1: tough because yeah. they are like, so good at constantly knocking down your defenses to where always. you might just want to be like, Fuck, fine, have it. You have to always keep your walls up
3: mm-hmm.
1: and, and keep your boundaries this way. And we speak to our kids logically. We do this because of this. We do X because of Y. Um, they're old enough that they can understand those logic, but when they're young and you tell them, no, I, I have a lot of people say, well, how do you feed them like that? Don't buy it.
2: You don't. Don't. It's don't your choice it.
1: to put it in yeah. the cart and bring it you're, into the home. You're mm-hmm.
2: the parent. You're the adult.
1: Eating sh- cereal for breakfast is a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. Children do not come out of the womb and say, "I want cinnamon toast crunch for breakfast."
0: It, yeah. it, so it's it's a twofold thing. One, they beat you down by the con. they mm-hmm. relentless asking. Right. And two, you're there's a mechanism inside you that's that you feel to give your kids whatever they want.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. But Maybe on the like...
0: other end, you owe it to your kids Without a doubt. to say, yeah. fuck no. Yes.
1: Yep. So we have to be, if used... that
0: means I have to leave the grocery store right now, cause you're gonna throw a temper tantrum, I'll fucking shove this cart down aisle three and I'll carry oh, the fuck. And how many you, times you, right? have I told him that? Yeah. Many. It's just
2: the way it goes. Cause mama
1: don't play. And it's not
2: cause you <laughs> don't want to. You have to, it's you have to, you owe it to your parents. What could happen yeah. down the road. Absolutely. How about fat pets?
1: We don't have fat pets.
0: No. Can you imagine having a fat pet? <laughs> Matt and I have a friend who has a fat pet. Yeah, right, there's
2: some listeners of the program that have fat pets. I, I grew up with a fat pet. How the yeah.
0: fuck yeah. do you have a
4: fat pet?
1: That's so. sad. So yeah, that's hard. And
2: in Louisiana, yeah. it was oh, you didn't finish your plate of food. Okay, and you put it on the table on
1: the yeah. floor. Yeah.
4: Well, you but, you also have like an emaciated pet. Me. Yeah, you. Uh, that... <laughs> He's on the
1: other side. I'm oh, it's like, it's
4: like half happens. a dog. It's like it, it, it drops below 60 and the thing's shivering inside.
0: <laughs> I, I had a, I had a Great Dane that had, I forget what it had. It's, if I'm going say its liver was f- deteriorated, my wife's going to say it was his kidney. But something was wrong with him. And he was in his final days of life and he had stopped eating. He was normally a 150-pound dog where you could see the ribs. Yeah. And he had dropped to like 110.
3: Oh. And we were
0: outside with him one time in front of our house. And someone drove by in a van and rolls down the window. He goes, "You fucking pieces of shit! Feed your fucking dog!" Oh. <laughs> I was just like, I think my wife started crying. Yeah. Oh, that's because we were buying steak at that point. And he wouldn't even eat it. Poor
1: guy. Yeah. Mm.
0: Uh, doctor tells you yeah. you have type two diabetes. Yeah. You jump in the car. You call your mom.
1: Yeah, I'm really you upset. You can't have
0: kids. Your, your, your. Yeah,
1: he said your ability to have children will depend on whether or not we can get you to ovulate, which has to do with your all of the your insulin, everything working in harmony. Your body. So, you know, not to sound like this, you know, crazy feminist or whatever, but the um, woman's body is amazing. Right. The fact that I'll it agree. does. No
3: one's going to argue in the this. fact that it that. does
1: all these things in a 28-day cycle is fucking miraculous. Right. The shit that it has to do and the things that have to be in place for them all to work. So many moving parts. So if something in your life is not healthy or is not working, like that may not work. You know, that that yeah, whole process banking. may not actually work. And there were so many reasons why mine was not working. So his, you know, his... My doctor said, we need to get you on metformin, which is medications that diabetics take. It's the first medication. Once metformin stops working, then you start taking insulin shots for the rest of your life. He said, let's get you on metformin. He this, doesn't
0: say, hey, you need to stop eating sugar?
1: He said, we need to. No, no. He says, you need to lose weight. We need to get you on metformin, and you should lose 20 pounds being on this metformin. There was okay. no talk mm-hmm. about the weight I was eating. It, it yeah. was just lose weight.
0: Yeah, and now you know that it has nothing to do with weight, right?
1: No, it has to do with the shit that you're eating. Yeah, like the like you could
0: You could be yeah completely skinny. Yep, mm-hmm. and eat yep. like shit and get type G diabetes. Absolutely,
1: okay, yeah. right? Absolutely, I completely agree. But so. the doctor
0: didn't mention sugar at all.
1: No, no. interesting. No, okay. it was just you need to lose some weight, and you know we need to modify that. We'll get you on the metformin, uh, and he was right. I took the metformin. Uh, I didn't feel the best. I had a lot of like stomach issues on it. Uh, I did lose twenty pounds and. I got pregnant the next month.
0: And, and Texas kind of is like the um, fat capital of the U.S., I, I think. i say Louisiana
1: is probably number one. I'll fatter. give Texas a full second. Yeah, I'm <laughs> speaking yeah.
0: anecdotally. There was a, a summer many, many, many years back where for the History Channel, I chased tornadoes. I was a cameraman that yeah. chased tornadoes, and mm-hmm. I did that for three months. And our base was Lubbock, Texas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we would drive all the way to the Canadian border in that tornado alley. Mm-hmm. And... I had never been living in California at the time. I had never I hadn't seen people who were over 300 pounds. Right. But when I was in Lubbock, mm-hmm. you would go um everything was all you can eat. That was another thing we didn't really have. So we had yeah. sizzler in California, but we didn't really have these all you can eat buffets. And everywhere in Lubbock was all you can eat buffets. Yes. And I saw shit in there that I would try to tell my friends about back in California. Yeah. Now we have it here in Cali. Yeah. We have all the t- tons of 300 pounders, but that was a huge eye opener to me. Yeah. And so when you're surrounded by three hundred pound people, two hundred pounds, you're not Yeah, I mean you're not standing out. Like I right? said,
1: I felt like I did get some looks, but I think I even said this earlier was I wasn't three hundred pounds. I wasn't right. or four or whatever. Um
0: two people to a bench and they don't even fit on the bench I remember seeing regularly. Right. And I was like, Whoa, in California my whole four of us sit on, sit on
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was heavy, but I wouldn't say I was like on the upper limit of the heaviest I'd ever seen or things like that. So it wasn't where I wanted to be, but there was always in my mind like, oh, th- it could be worse, you know?
0: Yeah. We had Matt Bickle sitting in the chair you're in. And yeah. He was pushing close to 500. He was a 450 and some change. Yeah. 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 A fire force. Wow. And Kai said she had to buy a special scale.
1: Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. To yeah. weigh herself. Yeah. When yeah. You, the scale pegs and you're like, oh, shit.
1: Yeah. That's why I told you my my last weight, my last known weight was 245 because it stopped weighing. Right. I just stopped.
0: I've had enough of this.
1: Yeah. So it, it could have gone up, but I, I just didn't do it anymore.
0: So the doctor gets you on metformin. Yeah. Who makes that? Do you know?
1: I don't know who metformin is made by. Okay. Um, but typically people with PCOS ha- have a very hard time getting pregnant. Some people don't get pregnant ever. PT? PCOS. Okay. Polycystic ovarian syndrome. Um, so it's really, it's really tough because some families are never able to have children or they'll have to do in, vi- in vitro. Um, And some people with PCOS um, are not overweight. They look like fit, normal, regular human beings, and they have it too. So I've done a ton of research on it, and, you know, I was interested to see that after I lost all this weight, you know, do I still have it? Do I identify with that anymore? What does that mean for me with PCOS? And it's interesting because guess what? I still had a lot of Hmm. issues with PCOS. To this day? To this day. Okay. I have to manage it with my diet.
0: Oh, yeah. No, we well, go. that's amazing. So, I
1: uncovered the way to best manage my PCOS was through not eating dairy. When I eat dairy, it messes with my hormones so terribly, it's immediate. It's like within the next cycle. Like, if I ate, let's say for the next three weeks, I just started eating like a yogurt a day or something, by my next period, I would probably, probably wouldn't have I wouldn't have it, or I would have it like every other week.
0: So, so, oh, so gonna... these cysts are they still on your ovaries right now?
1: So, that's one thing uh, that's a little bit, uh, yes. However, women will have cysts on their ovaries at different times of the cycle just because that's their time of the cycle to have them. So, a lot of people in the PCOS community are a little upset with the name of this disorder because a lot of doctors will only. Um, diagnose them if they have a presence of cysts, but they also have all these other symptoms. So if a doctor doesn't see cysts, they'll say, no, that's not what you have. When really having cysts or not is kind of like, it doesn't really matter.
0: When they manifest or don't manifest. Yeah,
1: because Mm -hmm. you may be just looking at a woman's ovaries, normal ovaries at that time of her month anyways. Right. Um, So I've done some really great reading. Uh, The period repair manual is a great Book that I've been reading. Wow, that's a great title. Isn't it a great yeah, title? Yeah, yeah. Um, she's uh, the period
4: repair, repair manual. manual. To the point, there's no questioning what that book's about. Yeah, right now.
1: <laughs> there nope. it is. Yeah, it's a
4: it's a book on grammar.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's it's pretty interesting. It was an interesting road uh, to go down, but we were very fortunate that we did get pregnant um, within the month. Yeah, um, and the pregnancy was. What did
0: you do to lose weight?
1: I didn't do anything Nothing. except for pop the pill.
0: Yeah. Oh, the metformin. Yeah. And you lost 20 pounds. I lost 20 pounds. Okay.
1: Yeah, you lost 20 pounds because what it did was it helped my insulin that's in my body use the sugars that I'm giving it and use it to energy and not just store it because I have all this extra in, uh, insulin ro- rolling around in my body. It's, it was helping to control how much of it is in my body. And, and it, it more. stops
0: working after a while?
1: Uh, I I don't know. I think it can. I think um, sometimes diabetics that are on it have to eventually move to insulin injections because the metformin is not enough anymore. Right. So I think if you're not attacking maybe some root causes of the issue, I wouldn't say that every diabetic could get off of their medication, but they could certainly lower the threshold of medication that they would need. Uh, clearly, they, they no it, doubt. Yeah. Diet, yeah. Right.
2: I was going to say right. diet because when we talked to your doctor, there was no discussion of diet, just no. take the pill. There was take the pill. Mm-hmm. So if that's the prescription, then I can see you don't change your diet.
0: what, what pill going to stop. Would it have helped you Would you if he would have said, hey, stop drinking sugary drinks?
1: You know what? That's funny. Uh, probably not because, you know, when you get that kind of message from your doctor, it, it kind of feels, I think at the time it was like, meh. I knew that. I knew it was eating too much. I knew we were eating out and doing this, that, and the other. You know the information. You just don't do it.
3: Yeah, right. Right?
1: Because of it's not comfortable or I like this food. And I liked eating.
0: Even though you're threatened with death?
1: I think for me it took- Am I overstating it? No, you're not. Okay. I think for me it took needing to be at that place- uh, to make a change So at I You know We got pregnant with Caden I still hadn't Really made a change I had a high risk pregnancy mm-hmm. I At 14 weeks Every time you go in For your Your checkups You have to do a urine test They're testing for Urine uh, Like protein in your urine And I tested positive For protein in my urine Which was a red flag For a condition Called preeclampsia uh, Which is High High blood pressure um, And usually um, You can have seizures And you can die um, And And obviously the baby can die as well. And the only way to manage that is to keep your blood pressure low. And if you can't, then the baby has to be delivered. And if that means that the baby is coming at 20, 25 weeks, that's what that means. So I was scared shitless because at 14 weeks, I already had the signs of Uh, preeclampsia. Preeclampsia can be hereditary. And my mom did have it with, with me. Um, I was a preemie baby. I was a, a three pound, four pound baby. Wow at like 30, 32 weeks.
0: Wow. So, so, so 14 weeks you have this and do you do any lifestyle changes? No. Just keeps. Yeah. It's just the pill, the metformin. Yeah. So you're on metformin and
2: you're on not Paxil, but.
1: And I think actually when you get pregnant, you might have to get off the metformin, right?
2: No, we kept that. That's what the doctor was saying. You can keep taking it
1: the Metformin? The Metformin. Why you're I can't really remember. To, we had
2: to get off of, or you had to get off of the Paxil or whatever it is that you were taking at the time. That was a big worry for you.
1: No, I was on the Pax. I was on, um,
2: Zoloft. Yeah. Zoloft. I was on oh, Zoloft. And is that your
4: third now? That
1: was like my third or fourth. Or I'm
4: fourth. having trouble keeping track of it. Okay. Yeah, I on. should
1: have dr- drawn <laughs> no,
4: or, no, it's that's not. off. No, you, no. You guys were there and you're having trouble remembering. Yeah. <laughs> that's
1: what I'm telling you. It's this like spiraled out of control story. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I was on Zoloft and he said, you can stay on it. And I did. Um, that, that's yeah. what yeah. antidepressant, yeah. right? Yeah, but you're antidepressant. But you were off
0: the metformin. Yes, that's I do believe when you get pregnant,
1: you have to get off of the metformin. If I'm remembering that correctly. So I'm having this pregnancy. Everything's going well. We're enjoying it. We're so excited. In the back of my mind, I'm scared shitless that I'm going to have a super early preterm baby. Mm. Um, Maybe it's not going to make it and this is my fault. So I'm stressed out. I'm stress eating. Uh, I don't have really any support on what to do moving forward. All my doctor said was, I don't want you to gain a lot of weight. And I had his, I was heeding his advice because at the end of my pregnancy, I had only gained five pounds.
4: Holy <laughs> shit. Yeah. Holy shit.
1: And I had a six-pound baby. How, so
4: how much do women typically gain during pregnancy?
1: 25 I mean, to 35 is probably very average. Yeah. If wow. not more.
4: Yeah, if not more. Yeah.
0: Like um, I've known people who have gained like 50, 60 pounds. Yeah. Like yeah. Huge. I mean, that's
1: probably not best. But wow. um, I think that a typical weight gain is like 35. That's probably Five something pounds. Like that. That's
0: it. I'd only gained five pounds. That's a heavy pounds. weekend for me. Yeah. yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, uh, so you you went into the pregnancy weighing about two hundred and uh, let's say thirty pounds. Yeah, muscle manos. Yeah, and manos. at not na- at nine months, did you go nine months?
1: Uh, I had him at thirty eight weeks, so just two weeks shy.
0: Okay, and you had a cesarean.
1: No, I had to be induced because my preeclampsia. The symptoms were really coming up. My blood pressure at this point was like one sixty over one ten. Like the numbers were almost meeting in They're the really middle.
0: Close. They induced the baby at 38 weeks and he came out.
1: Yeah, they yeah. induced me at 38 week at 38 weeks. I, they did a lot of different tests. The protein was uh, was increasing in the urine. My blood pressure was rising. They also do this really interesting test where they do your reflexes. You know, like the old school reflexes. Oh yeah. My reflexes were like hyper hyper, uh, and that's a huge marker of preeclampsia coming so preeclampsia leads to eclampsia which is a fatal condition um so that's why they call it preeclampsia so
0: and how many years did you do in medical school
1: i know isn't that great <laughs> it's
0: crazy. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> if this is all you didn't know any of this shit until it gets thrown on your plate and then you yes.
4: study you study yeah. yeah you read the books
1: yeah i love that
4: okay she got 18 tabs open 18 tabs yeah. <laughs> on a good day
0: so three windows <laughs> The, so, so they they uh, what what's what's the inducing medicine called? I forget. Pitocin.
1: Pitocin.
4: It, quick, quick question: what, what what is inducing?
1: Inducing is where you you give the woman pitocin, which is a, a fake form of the actual hormone that a woman would produce to go into labor on their own. So it creates contractions mm. and creates an environment for the baby to come on out.
0: When, when you take a um, a birthing class, mm-hmm. at least the birthing class I took with my mm-hmm. wife, it was it was. Pretty crazy what they were saying. You can basically, a woman can be unconscious Mm -hmm. and she can give vaginal birth. Yeah. Basically, what they're saying is the body just at different times produces these different hormones that cause different muscle contractions and different behaviors in the skin and different, Mm -hmm. and and the baby would just,
4: the body would just do it automatically. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It was around um, one of our copywriters, Nicole. She's due, I think, early next month. Yeah. And I was with her yesterday. And uh, she said that they have that women have contractions leading up yes. like two weeks prior. Yeah. And she said, I'm having a contraction right now. I'm like, Did you to... say, don't be fucking gross? I was like, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> touching your stomach now. I was like, she's like, I feel it's like hard as a rock. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, cool. I forgot.
4: Yeah, uh, it gets like a rock. Really, was, really hard. It was yeah. a trip to me.
1: It was very cool. So yeah, they give that's you. That's cool.
4: She let you touch her. Yeah. That's really. <laughs> cool. It was okay. I, I didn't just go. I asked yeah. For, he I asked had for permission. permission. I love it. I love
3: it.
0: Permish. Permish. <laughs> huh, like Permish. It, per, per it rhymes with bish. bish. <laughs> the bish has permish. Matt Bishel. We call him the bish.
1: The bish has permish. I, I have, me, I
0: have my call son call bish. him hi bish. Hi bish. Because yeah. I want it to get confused with another word. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Hey bish. He's hi a, bish. He's got the sup. Sup bish. Sup bish. That's so cute. <laughs> um, Baby comes out.
1: Baby comes out, so I have to be put on this- Beautiful
0: ig- six-pound boy.
1: Yeah, I have to be on this uh, magnesium, I can't remember what it was, yeah. drip of IV to help me so I do not have seizures and die.
4: Okay. Uh, had you had a seizure previously?
1: I had not have a seizure, but that's what happens with preeclampsia that leads to eclampsia is you have these seizures because you're- Uh, Your blood pressure is just so high, your body just can't take it. So it can be fatal. So they had me on that. Um, I wanted to have a natural birth. I hung out for like, I don't know, 18 hours, and I just couldn't do it anymore. Uh, With Pitocin, the contractions are not like natural contractions. They come on much faster, longer, so you know, my goal was to have a natural birth, and I just wasn't set up for that with the mm-hmm. pitocin. That's not to say that women don't do it, and when they do, that's like fucking awesome to them that have natural births on pitocin. S- sorry, you lo- you, sorry, you
0: lost me. Sorry, you lost him, But but you yeah. didn't have a cesarean.
1: I no. did not have a cesarean. But no. so
0: you did. You did still give vaginal birth. Yeah, I did. That's not considered natural
1: no i meant like unmedicated okay gotcha. yeah a natural unmedicated sorry i should Epidural. have clarified that Yeah, gotcha yeah, yeah. so um yeah
0: ba- baby comes out
1: baby comes out
0: any any complications with your weight
1: uh no not nope. at all he was a healthy baby boy yeah. not a one problem
0: um you go home Mhm. and his name is kaden. kaden kaden and he's got his own little couch his own little yeah director's chair that's yeah that. um you are twenty five, five years old. Two
1: weeks. I had turned twenty five two weeks before that.
0: Travis, how old are you at that time? So that Just kidding. 20, don't uh, care. Yeah. Um. Yeah. um no. He was, was a senior. She was a freshman. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah, so, so yeah. plus four. Twenty nine. So, yeah. Twenty. Plus your four. Grandfather 20, material. Uh-huh. 20 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting there. It's funny when the when we when we, you know, we do we do our, our, our due diligence and research when people come in, but like yeah. we never know where the fuck it's going to go, and we got to have you back, to so Travis. We can ask Travis a question.
3: <laughs> yeah. Have us <laughs> back anytime.
0: <laughs> um, you'd win the supporting uh, um, the Academy Award for supporting actor. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm here for her. This okay. is her story. Good. Good. Oh, yeah, you are,
0: You're incredible, man. Um, and where does CrossFit come in? Where does wh- how long are you on this type two diabetes journey? How many times do you go back to the doctor? How close do you get to taking insulin? What what what's the steps now? So has he started his? like okay i'm gonna unfuck myself
1: you didn't decide that until was it after harper joe
2: no it was it before? was before harper okay because there was that picture so caden was born in january garrett got married in april or may mm-hmm. garrett's um, your brother my my younger older brother yeah the middle child um there's a picture of me holding caden on the beach as a baby and that's the picture that i saw in august that, I that said, was his picture that was that that my picture sparked
1: him to say yeah wow I've really it was that, gained some weight. It was
2: that picture. Um,
0: Which and, is interesting because Gary Roberts said, is, who I have here, who I pick his brain a lot about being overweight, he said reflections and pictures and like all that shit. When yeah. you're fat, throws you for a fucking loop. Every time you see one, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 So, so at AM, I was in the core, running all the time, push ups, all this PT and yeah. everything. And I, I, I was 205, something like that. And I thought I was in great shape. And I saw that picture. I didn't recognize myself. And, uh, but
1: you'd gain some weight I after gained, being out of the core. Yeah.
2: What yeah. do you weigh now? Uh, 192, 191. Something. Oh, yeah. You don't look even that heavy.
0: I would
4: say you look younger in this picture than you do in other pictures where you are younger. You're, You're a pretty know. thin guy. You're tall? Yeah, six 6'1". Okay. Six one, ah, he's so. got some size to him, man. Yeah. He does? He's Look his hands, look <laughs> look <laughs> <those> hands <laughs> Oh, yeah. Those are big hands. <laughs> 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 I don't know what it is about this spot. I always see the big hands from over here. Yeah. <laughs> what did
0: you? What do you see when you sit over there? Small uh, hands, small. <laughs> yeah. Cardi- I'm, yeah, I'm like- sitting like this out of courtesy to you today because he'll always be like, "Hey, dude, I don't want to stare at your junk." I'm like, "Well, then I'm sorry." <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So I sit with my legs just. Wide
1: no, he's yeah. like the pretty, triangle. He's a pretty big guy. He's yeah. got pretty big, broad shoulders. Yeah.
2: So yeah, that was it. Was that picture that made me change? And that was that was August, so right after you Kate. Know, yeah, was it's 2010. Six, seven months old.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yep, yeah. that's when he started with the P90X in yeah. the living room. Yeah.
0: And you're and you're pregnant when he does that. You you have a baby, but you're also pregnant with Harper. Joe. So
1: yeah, Caden's like six months at this age. We had, we don't have Harper Joe yet, um, and he's you know starting going to LA Fitness a little bit, doing P ninety X, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: that's how you kind of started. I started P ninety X because going to a gym was.
1: That's right. You little wanted little to be in. You wanted, and, to I wanted to be in shape. shape before,
2: before you went, went go to the to gym. Shape. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's like you know. People who come clean your house you clean your house before they come to clean yeah. your house. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or like obese people That's go to practice. McDonald's before
0: they go to someone's house for dinner. You got yeah. a pregame, man. so you don't ex- exactly. Yeah, so you yeah. don't look like an idiot. You're not embarrassed their house. for whatever. Yep. Yeah. So from the from the moment you have Caden, mm-hmm. is it every day your love for this child is being mixed with your fear of your own health condition? Is it like just oh my God, I just can't get settled because I'm scared about this type 2 diabetes I
1: was always still afraid of it. Yeah, it was always in the back of my mind. And I still, you know, I was breastfeeding, so I lost a lot of weight. Actually, I lost like 20 pounds breastfeeding, which I think women burn up to like 600 extra calories a day just by keeping their children alive
0: i can't believe how much my wife i have twins it's i can't a, believe wow. how much she eats and drinks it's yeah nuts. It's, it's nuts right it's it, it it totally basically nuts. it
4: doesn't have time to stop it's just yeah, like no. it goes through you're
1: just like yeah you're just <laughs> eating all the time you're feeding the baby all the time and so adjusting was it was definitely an adjustment and I had lost a little bit of weight and I was really happy about that and excited about that.
2: When, when you were breastfeeding, I remember Caden had lots of problems and that's where you really
3: learned. That's right.
1: He had a lot of issues that I uncovered because, again, our pediatrician is great, but they only go by what's on their text and if you fall in the cracks somewhere, then you're shit out of luck or you're on your own. So here I am with my 18 tabs again, figuring out why my son has all these issues while I'm breastfeeding him. And then I realized that when I eat dairy, it affects him. So I had to quit eating dairy, breastfeeding our son. And what was crazy was that I had banked up all this milk that I saved and had in the freezer. We had like like 50 canisters (laughs) of of breast milk that I had to give. I gave to a friend that had preemie uh, twins. Because it had uh, dairy in it. It was all
4: right. tainted. Yeah. yeah. But wife, I couldn't throw wife, it away. My wife
0: totally changed all of her eating habits based yeah. on the reaction of the kids. Yeah, yeah eat, eat onions, the oh. kids flip out, no more onions. Absolutely. Like, just, it's, it's good like, that you brought that up because I
1: totally forgot that. But yeah, I stopped doing dairy then. Mm-hmm. Um, which Did is, you
0: feel better right away? Um, or did you just like miss it?
1: I missed it a lot because I
0: love cheese. Right. It's, it's so like, good. Cheese is cheese. my jam.
4: Yeah, mine too. <laughs>
1: but butter is my number one love. Mm-hmm. So Do you
4: have food... butter
0: in your house? <laughs> no
4: <laughs> like, like We like soak our skin in butter yeah. don't, I, don't I wake up in the middle of the night And baby's like wiping it on her arm mm-hmm. You don't have butter? I don't think so I could take it or leave it uh, But, oh, but I mean like I would, uh, You can yeah. I mean I didn't Is grow butter up really it. dairy? I have no idea So there, it's like interesting Also
1: a topic for another podcast But the butter I can have butter in my in my diet Reason being is because We carry gold grass fed butter Same here So With butter, because of its high fat content, it doesn't have the same. uh, I think it's called a one casein. It's the type of protein that's in uh, dairy that causes the problems with hormone reception and things like that. So, why doesn't
0: it have it? I missed that.
1: It doesn't because of its high fat content. Okay,
0: it doesn't have. Okay, Mm -hmm. Okay. so it doesn't
1: have that that protein in there. So you can a lot of people that go dairy free. They can play around with adding a full fat grass-fed from a good source dairy How about cottage
0: cheese do you eat that
1: i don't play with cottage cheese nice. i haven't been able i can't i i have i walk such a tight rope that the only thing that i can do that's dairy is the grass-fed butter i've tried with high fat high quality uh, yogurt and it threw me for a loop so but that's just personal and that's i think across the board is you have to threshold. experiment with your own body like mm-hmm. my threshold is very thin yeah. yours is not Yours may not be. And right. it's
4: become thinner as you get older.
1: Yeah. I would agree with that.
4: Yeah. I I, have to, I stay away from dairy almost entirely. Yeah. yeah. No yogurt. I, I don't eat dairy at no all. No brown cow. I mean, I'll, no, I, I don't, I, anything like, like pizza. I think I got a breakfast burrito from The Point a few weeks ago and it had, da- it had cheese in it. Double guts. Like, yeah. It just, it ruined my day. Yeah. Like, it <laughs> really it's just, I get so inflamed. Same. And that's really what, what I, like, I the, the cause of, like, or the effect of a lot of the problem things that I eat. It's, like, if I get inflamed, it's, like, let's stay away from that. Yeah. It's, so like, high-gluten beer, like that, like, I can't really handle.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Like wheat beer. Yeah, like, like, Sante Darius. No offense, love Sante Darius, but a lot of their beer is super high, like, gluten, glutenful, and it just... I yeah. just my face, I can feel my face like super puffy. puffy. I've, I've seen yeah. your I face. I feel it like in my knuckles. That. Yeah. <laughs> it's like can I get into a fight last night? I just had a couple of beers. You don't even hardly drink.
3: drink
4: you don't drink a... enough. Dude, I'm dude, I'm cool. I drink. Come on, you gotta yeah. pick on me. You don't yeah. Drink enough. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh so you're pregnant with
0: the second baby. Yeah. So and, and we he's, and he's starting to get on a fitness campaign. Is your doctor tripping? Uh, are you tripping on your type two diabetes? Are you back on the metformin while so, you're breastfeeding?
1: Um, I have to stay off of all that. And honestly, I didn't actually bring it back into mm-hmm. my life because I had lost the weight from breastfeeding, and I was actually doing a pretty good job keeping it off.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But
0: how uh, about but how, but how about the insulin when they checked it? I mean.
1: Uh. So I think that it was still kind of up there. Um. But we, I wasn't really doing really much about it. I didn't really want to go on the metformin again because it gave me a lot of like gastrointestinal issues. Mm -hmm. So, with Travis already starting to kind of work out, we kind of were making some tweaks and I was maintaining probably like 190 ish, 200.
0: Oh, so you were down?
1: I was down. Yeah, I was down. Um, And then when we decided we wanted to get pregnant with Harper Joe, I was like, oh, maybe I should take my metformin. Yeah. So, we, because it might be like a year of us trying or two years of us trying. And it was not a year. It was one time.
3: Wow, okay, yeah. (laughs) That's that's the other miracle of
1: the
0: the female body. Once they get going, once that baby factory door opens. It's open. Yeah, it's open. Yeah. Really?
2: Well so for you, when we look back at it now, we say that, you know, you're you can tell when you ovulate, you can tell when you don't and and going through your cycles now. And we say, you know, it's kind of a wonder how Harper Joe came around because at the time when you were ovulate or thought you were ovulating, you really weren't.
1: No. Yeah. I'd, uh, so even
2: even though you were having more regular appearing yeah. periods and cycles, you still really weren't.
1: Yeah. I probably wasn't really ovulating. So Once the fact again, that,
2: no egg. Right, exactly. Just the blood.
1: Just the blood. Right. So the fact that we got pregnant again for the second time was super a miracle. So I must've ovulated that month because I don't think I was consistently. Yeah. Um, Wow. But yeah, so that that's definitely amazing. So we, with her pregnancy, um, I didn't have the preeclampsia, but I did ge- have gestational diabetes. Yep.
0: Uh, yep. How did you not have that the first time?
1: Good question. I don't know. I don't know. And but, you know what? You're going off of one test. I mean, I could have had it, could have not had it. Snapshots. You
4: is know, is, is that snapshot the test where you have to drink the Coke and take the Yeah, test. you drink.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like a flat sun kiss. It's so disgusting. Uh, and... My you, wife
0: did the research on that shit, she didn't drink it.
1: Yeah, it's bullshit. I have a really good friend, uh, my friend Sarah, she did the same thing. She refused. She said, "I, she's such a healthy eater, like her whole family is. She said, "I never even eat drink this shit. If you have me drink this, I'm going to test positive cuz I never drink stuff like this." Mm. She she kind of fought with the doctor and she said I'm just not going to do it. Uh and she didn't. So, and her baby Allie is just perfect. the most sweet, yeah. perfect, so healthy, so yeah, I have questions and qualms about the way they do that testing in the first
0: place. So um in, in their defense it's really screwed up because it's like it's we, we live in this echo chamber of, of of retarded information. Yeah. Information that's been tweaked and misrepresented and there's so many unhealthy people. Yes. And doctors are clearly looking just for the unhealthy people. Yeah. And there's this um it's uh it's screwed up I, I equate it to like being being you know being a criminal a criminal probably walks around and all they see are purses all day right right because they're stuck in that mode
1: exactly and
0: it's, it's just a screwed up environment that doctors are in and it's like and then in, in i'd say 95 percent of the people who say they eat healthy aren't eating healthy anyway so yeah. when this, someone says that to a doctor you know what i mean they're mm-hmm. they're they're missing yeah
1: i agree I agree. So,
0: um,
1: so we go through and, uh, you know, right midpoint of your pregnancy, we found out that I had gestational diabetes, diabetes. um, and if which you, means, which means it's just like having diabetes, but typically that's only reserved for your nine months of pregnancy. A very healthy individual, what they say can not be diabetic walking around during their life, but have gestational diabetes in that nine month period. Um, And then it it goes away after they deliver. So uh, I had to control that with food. I had to go and see a nutritionist. I use uh-huh. with loose quotes uh-huh. once a month at Diabetes America uh-huh. and told me like, what I would
0: love to know the fundings and backers you for want to Diabetes know what's really America. Good? I'd love that... to know the origins of that. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but I, I have, yeah. I have my suspicions.
1: I still have all my old food logs because uh-huh. I saved it. So it's pretty interesting to go back and see like what they told me to eat, how many carbs they told me to eat. I don't even eat that much right now. <laughs> um, it's just that's just the information is very poor, uh, and then I had to take my blood glucose after every meal and in the morning, and test my ketones in the morning, make sure I didn't have ketones in the morning. Um, so there's a lot of crap going on. Uh, so it was another higher risk pregnancy. Um, sometimes when you have gestational diabetes, the baby can be really, really, really large when have issues with their They're own. They're
4: called blood. like Hulk babies, right? Yeah,
1: like giant children.
4: Huge wide shoulders.
1: Yeah, like a toddler. And then they can have. Have issues. you heard that before, Matt?
4: <laughs> no, but I'm instantly intrigued. Yeah, it's, I, I, I is, was. I it was is <laughs> intriguing. I was eight pounds, nine pounds. You when were I was a nine-pound nine baby. Nine pounds when I was born. So
1: I was kind of freaking so out. Is, um, is
4: that is that bigger, or that's that's on
2: the bigger side? That's yeah. a big old baby. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Like normal is like between seven.
1: Think, yeah. yeah, seven,
0: seven. Would, is a good healthy baby. Yeah, seven is
1: a good okay. baby. So uh, they can have the babies can have issues with their own like blood sugar regulation as well. So I was really nervous about that. And then going into this delivery, I was much more informed. Way we were informed. informed. Yeah. Uh, I had hired and reached out to a doula, because I, which is a labor and delivery coach. I really, really wanted to do um, a natural, non-medicated birth. That was really important to me. Um, so towards the end, I was... Why was that important to you? Um, because I was starting to see how medication just muddled every part of my life up. Like, why couldn't I just do something unmedicated? Why couldn't I live my life unmedicated? Do, do I always have to have medicine? Mm-hmm. So I'm depressed and I have anxiety and I have OCD. Like, why is medicine like the first thing we do?
2: What, and what you take, she was getting. Yeah. And why start her before she even is born?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to start with like this clean slate. It just felt like a breath of fresh air. So that was important. Um, and I did it. Um, they, no they, pitocin. Mm-mm.
0: No, the Our, preeclampsia didn't force you to do.
1: So I started getting a little preeclamptic at the end, and he said, "If you don't go into labor on your own, I'm going to induce you uh, in in the in the next few days." And the next morning, I woke up with contractions, and I we had a baby.
2: That was the that the was day. quite the experience. It was Did, an awesome it experience. It was a great. Yeah.
0: Did a he great. sweep your membrane?
1: He did sweep he did. my membrane. Um, um, what, is, what
4: is that? What is that? He has a, he has a hand up. Yeah, good to <laughs> have. five, high five, 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 That's
3: two. So
1: um, I did have contractions and I called the doula over and mm-hmm. I said, I'm having contractions. I'm 39 weeks. And she said, okay, I'm on my way. She comes over. Um, they're pretty regular. And then they just stop. I had a doctor's appointment that evening anyway. So I said, come with me so you can meet my doctor. You know, he's going to be in the delivery room and my doula was going to be there with me with Travis as well. Um, And so he was like, yeah, it looks like they stopped and, you know, they could pick up at any time or they could be next tomorrow or next Tuesday or whatever. Um, But we need you to have this baby soon because the preeclampsia is starting to happen again. Hmm. Um, So when they sweep the membranes, they go in and they actually, they kind of separate the amniotic sac from the placenta and that will jumpstart your contractions. So they go in and like, separated
0: matt the guy puts his finger in your lady and he goes like
4: this pretty much
1: it feels yeah. great
4: <laughs> thank you for your explanation
0: It
3: just
4: like that yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it might have been two though it might have been, yeah. been two not important so anyway i go home and he said it should start it should start because you're like super ready and i was um you know i had I think I was like one or two centimeters for like a month yeah. and like ready anyway. So I go home, labor contractions start in a couple hours, probably like 6 o'clock But PM. Yeah, I, th-
2: I think your appointment was at around noon and around 6.
1: F- yeah, around 6 p.m. And then um, my doula came back over. I wanted to labor at home as long as possible in the tub, in my own home uh, with Travis and my doula just being my support Low, system. Lower stress. Low stress, keep my blood sugar or my blood pressure down as much as I could. Uh, and then she said, you know, it's time we get to the hospital. We went to the hospital.
0: Did she use the app? Like the, the, uh, or is she old school? Just time it herself. Yeah.
1: She was just timing, just timing. it herself. Yeah. yeah. What are She's, those things
0: called? Contractions. The contractions Yeah. App?
1: Yeah. She was very, like we did, like, she was very earthy. It was great. It was great. She was as amazing. They sh- as the doula yeah. should be. She's amazing. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Shout out to Nicole. The doula, if yeah. your
0: doula doesn't have armpit hair. You ain't got a
1: She You're doing it wrong. Yeah, you're <laughs> you doing it wrong. Yeah, sure.
0: Your duelist should definitely have armpit. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> what, so we, Matt, that's true. <laughs> no, that, it's, that's I, like I, I believe you. That's I, true believe, yeah. right. I believe.
3: All right.
1: So we went to the hospital, and uh, we we she came quickly. Um, yeah. It was pretty funny because I guess the doctor. I told them like, I don't want. You know, they they put you with all these IVs for all this shit, and I said I don't want that. I want to be able to move around. That was important to me. Walk around. Um, and I had to fight for all that Yeah, it was um, nuts.
0: How...
1: I had to like I literally had a birth plan we had to fight for all that mm-hmm.
0: let me um, guess they're like okay we're going to put an IV in you I don't want an IV well we're not going to actually put the IV in you we're just yeah. going to put the stint all in case of, you need an IV yep. all of and that's well, I don't did. want the stint before the IV did yep. you get yeah. all of Yep, that. they
1: said we're going to yep. do a hep block or whatever that is yeah. can we do that can we compromise on that I said why do we have to compromise like I'm telling you I don't fucking want it Yeah. so it was just if we were to ever do it again which we're not uh, it would have been uh, like a if I were healthy enough, home birth um, or a birthing center.
2: Uh, why with the why, why no wife. more kids? Uh, well, why Why we don't, I think we feel like we're, hearts we're, in, a fulfilled.
0: Good, we're in a good yeah, place. I'm good. So. Gotcha. Yeah,
1: yeah we're right. good. That's
0: a great answer. That's the best answer I've ever heard. Hearts, hearts are fulfilled. Yeah.
1: yeah. Factory is shut down, right. essentially. Anyways, we couldn't You're have You're not kind more. of
0: addicted to it? You don't want like three more?
1: No. No. Oh, okay.
0: No. Is that a thing? Oh, I, I I need, I could, I, God, I would take three more.
1: Oh, that's precious. I know, it's scary. <laughs>
0: I, know, I don't think it's TV healthy. That yeah. I don't think it's healthy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But no. So we um, My we wife says good. if I could promise a girl, she would have more because we, we have three have boys. Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm like thinking about promising. Yeah. But with no no backing. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> so it was good. It was a great experience. And um she was healthy. She was little, five pounds, fifteen ounces. I didn't gain any weight with her. Wow. I gained no weight on that pregnancy. And I started that pregnancy a little lower than the first one too. Uh, had a great pregnancy, great delivery. Uh, funny as hell delivery. Funny as hell delivery because the, I was. they came in. They were like, oh, she's ready. We got to call the doctor. Um, it was midnight. Yeah, midnight. And like literally after they left, I felt the urge to push. And I remember thinking like I've got to push. And they said, oh, no, the doctor isn't here yet. Yeah. i don't know what
4: right. you want me to not, do about right this. right this train not, ain't waiting for not him. Not my right. problem like i don't
2: know and right. i
1: remember looking up at travis you'll, oh, you you can yeah the,
2: the deer in headlights look of of terror and just please and everything because I, I needed see to push and eyes. they were telling
1: me no and, and every, i looked up at travis
2: and we, we made eye contact and you know it was just and I'm, he was like do it i'm here with you because yeah the nurses were all don't do it don't don't push don't push and
1: and my body like cannot i can't handle wasn't it wasn't up to you right yeah it wasn't up to me so i pushed uh, I broke my waters on that push and I pushed two more times and the doctor was coming into literally. the room, like literally throwing his like his boots on, on, like trying to get gloves. The
2: st- shit was, was flying everywhere. It was comical. everywhere. Nurses were everywhere. <laughs> it was, uh, and she was born onto a table.
1: Yeah. I then, was like kind of on my side cause I didn't want to be like on my back. I wanted to move whatever felt comfortable for me. And I pushed, uh, once broke my waters, I pushed two more times and I just caught her on my leg. Yeah.
2: <gasps> And then the uh, the doctor came over, picked her up, clamped the cord and I cut it and he got paid a lot of money.
0: Mm. <laughs> our 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 buddy here in the office, his wife just had a baby and um she was they were in the car at two ten AM and the baby came out at two twenty one AM. She oh was on all gosh. four and on the gurney. They didn't even wow. make it to the bed. Wow, yeah. 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 Just a gurney in the hallway. Yeah. I was so happy for him. That's yeah. the, I go, dude, that's the way you want it. It's that's so perfect. cool. Yeah. It was an yeah. amazing
1: experience. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And then so after that, uh
0: You think that's okay that I shared that? I didn't say it like
4: I no, I think it's fine. I've never said that on the show. <laughs> I've never said that on the show. Do you think it's okay? If hey, you want to go ahead and time stamp that and edit it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> it's okay to share that, right? A woman's like a little bit. I didn't even say her name. I think that's good. All right. I feel, I feel. like it's you, you see that more without going down this road too much. I think you see that a lot more with my um, like CrossFitters.
1: Yes, I would agree. More, like a, little bit, a little bit
2: more. Just being more like informed a, about a, things and in tune with yourself.
1: Yeah, less medical on a birth. It's okay. People have babies all the time. We don't have to treat them like they're fucking sick or they need to be in a hospital all the time. There is a place for that, and I'm so happy for that and respectful of that. Mm
3: -hmm. But
1: if the train ain't broken, let a a woman have a baby, and if she Mm -hmm. wants to be in a squat or on her knees, let her do it. If she wants to, however she wants to be, don't force her on her back.
0: My wife, our our midwife and our doula, told. We wanted to have the baby in the hospital and we started going down that road and then we went to the birthing classes and the birthing teacher's like, you don't want to be in the hospital. I'm like, yeah, we do. And they go, I'm listening to you speak. Mm -hmm. You're not that candidate. So I'm like, she doesn't know what she's talking about. And then we kept going to the doctor and all the gynecology appointments and, or what's it called? OB? Yeah. Yeah. And they started saying shit that I'm like, so we ended up doing a home birth.
1: That's wonderful.
0: And the midwife and the doula told us hey we're as conservative as we're twice as conservative as any doctor you could right. ever have if for any time even the day's building up we have the slightest concern mm-hmm. we're not doing it
1: yeah you're going to the hospital. we're taking you to the
0: hospital exactly we're super duper conservative and that's the whole reason why you want it to have it in the hospital right because you want to in case there is exactly something. yeah yeah and um and they don't wait till in case there is there in case there, are where there is is like man they put so many things in place that yeah. it makes you feel uncomfortable right yeah. I agree so
1: yeah I totally agree with that
0: and and, and um, with, without sounding preachy I left that ex- experience when people say boy your wife's so brave for having a baby at home I think no no you're so brave for having it in a hospital because you, you had to deliver the baby and keep them at arms mm-hmm. yep. length right agreed yeah. I mean it's like yeah so you, so you have a second baby. Yes. No complications.
1: No complications. Um, it was, it was, it was great. Uh, you I go was, home two days later. Yeah. I go home two days later, super unprepared for the postpartum depression. Mm. And mind you, I'm still on Zoloft Okay. in this pregnancy as well. Okay. I'm on the very medication that they give women that deal with postpartum depression.
0: Did you, um, did your baby sleep with you in your bed?
1: um no they slept just right next to us in in a little bassinet next to us
0: we did um there were 40 doctors that came and took their l1 this weekend Mm -hmm. in aromas amazing and one of the doctors pulled me aside and said hey i listened to your show we did a show with two two Crossfitting women who had babies and she said did you get any blowback on that and i said no why what did i say and she's like well you really shouldn't have babies sleeping in bed with you so i just wanted to let people know that I have my baby sleep with me from the day they came home. Yeah. But a doctor told me that that's not okay. Yeah. So... Yeah, the jury's
1: I, out on all
3: that. Right. So. You
0: definitely don't want to roll over your kid. No, you certainly you definitely don't shouldn't want to. Be, you yeah. definitely shouldn't be... On drugs and in bed with your kid. No. We all agree on that. Right. All right. No, and or, I felt, or drunk or passed out or any of that shit. And
1: I, the reason why we chose not to is because I'm such a heavy sleeper that I just didn't feel comfortable with that. I right. felt like them in a bassinet right next to us was fine and actually gave me less anxiety yeah. about all that.
0: Right. I and mean, that's what it's about. It's all about convenience. Uh,
1: yeah. And what makes you comfortable. Right. Um, so I was very, un- We I think we were unprepared for how bad the postpartum depression hit. Yeah, I mean, I think every woman has a little bit of blues when you you're... didn't have it with the first one, no, with Caden, Mm-mm. just the typical, you know, when your hormones are leaving you, a little weepy here and there. But this was, this was pretty severe.
2: It was a different uh, breastfeeding experience with her as well.
1: Yeah, that was all really
2: tough. And I think that played into your just your general just vibe, not feeling and feel good and enough.
1: It was never a feeling of not bonding with her or anything. I was incredibly bonded with her. I but just... not suicidal still. No, no, I just did not feel like a good enough mom at all. At and, all.
2: Mm-hmm. With with Caden it was his first grandkid, lots of people. They're not to say that there weren't the same amount of, there wasn't some amount of support. Yeah, with different. Harper, it was different. And you splitting your time, me going back to not business as usual, but getting back to work. I, yeah. I have a new feeling for myself that I've got not just you to take care of and just Kaden, but now it's a family of four. Yeah. I've got certain responsibilities and things that are pulling on me from a different direction. So for you, you weren't on an island by yourself, but I'm sure you felt that way in many I aspects. Did.
1: How'd you know that?
2: He was listening. I'm not surprised you know. So
1: <laughs> I did. And then you know, you have your infant at home and yeah, then well, you have the toddler on top yeah. of that, which is having one baby, not a problem. Going from one to two was that's so, tough really tough. So
3: because
1: yep. when you have the one, when one of, you know, when they're sleeping, you can get yes, all your time. other things done. But when you have two, when one's sleeping, the other one needs something. So you never have that break. So it was really tough. So I approached my doctor. I said, I'm really like, I told, we talked to Travis <laughs> a lot about this and I said, I'm really, really, really struggling. I'm weeby all the time. I just, it. I'm having a lot of anxiety, a lot of panic attacks. Um, Went to the doctor and he said, "Well, let's let's put you on maybe Zoloft." And I said, "What? Well, you may f- not see it in my records, but I'm actually on that still." I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, here's the number for a therapist."
0: Holy shit! Yeah. Mm. So, he he's not giving you individualized attention. No, no.
1: Not my opinion. I, right. I for that. Right. I mean, if he's, uh, I
0: mean, if he's prescribing you a drug that you're already on, then he hasn't looked at your record.
2: Yeah.
1: Or says, like, maybe maybe we should change it. You know, I can't remember exactly the, the the conversation, but it was, you know, maybe we should change it after I told him I was on the Z- 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 loft already. But I remember he'd given me a number for a therapist. And I remember calling you immediately and saying, this is bullshit. I've been in therapy my whole life. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this. Like, something has to change. And that was, and I talk about it in the video, that was my... That was my tipping point, whereas his was how he felt in that photo of himself and seeing himself in that way. That was my tipping point where I said, enough is enough.
0: You're at home. Yeah. Your kids are there. You call Travis at work.
1: Yeah. um, He got home from work. We talked about it on the way home. Kids went to bed. Um,
0: You're crying? Is this one of those conversations?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I even said it in the video. I literally just laid on the kitchen floor and just cried with every fiber of my by being. Then.
2: By the dog bowls, I still remember and that. And did, yeah. did
0: he have his coach coffee in his hand? You're on the his ground? coach's <laughs> coffee, yeah. yeah. He set that
1: aside. I set it down. Yeah, he set that aside and I said...
0: Does he lay on the ground with you?
1: He Oh, he always comes and sit next to me.
0: If she's... Sorry to interrupt this great story. If she's sick in the bathroom and throwing up, He's oh, holding my hair. I'm there. Yeah. And you know it, what? He
1: is so funny. He has the worst gag reflex of anybody I've ever known. He can't see like vomit or hear it or smell it, but he will hold my hair and simultaneously be like
2: <laughs> dry <laughs> I will. I will do what I have to do. Yeah.
0: Let me let me tell you my move. I'm so proud of it, I, and I, I do it every time. If you, and and if there's like food poisoning or you know what I mean or somehow mm-hmm. she gets sick, it's always something like that. Food. I think it's always like the last five years she's had food poisoning two or three times or the flu or something Mm -hmm. the second in the middle of the night if i hear her go to the bathroom i will get cleaning supplies ready (laughs) and fucking clean the fuck out of the toilet because i don't like because i think for myself i don't like when you're throwing up you don't give a shit Mm -hmm. yeah but i also don't want my wife touching the toilet anywhere like where i piss her shit yeah so i start cleaning and wiping and wipe the floor and then and then I and then I for my next step is like hair or mm. so I've even gotten a blanket and just like
1: that's really thoughtful. Just lay down,
0: I lay down in there.
1: That's really <laughs> yeah. thoughtful.
0: You know? of you. But but I clean the toilet. Yeah, that's my yeah. first move. Like oh god, I clean it. I like that move. Yeah, for sure. You can use that. You guys that's can. <laughs> it's a good idea. It's a good idea. So 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 you're on the floor and you're having a uh, uh, like
1: a total breakdown. Break, break down.
0: Rock bottom.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: The worst you've had in your life.
1: Worst I've had in my life. Like, this is not the, the mother that I thought I was going to be. This is not the person I want to be. I feel like shit all the time. I don't feel good enough. I This is this is just not how I envisioned motherhood and being married. And not that our marriage wasn't good. I just – it was all me. I just didn't feel enough.
0: And, and at that point, you are a little bit caught up in the mess. Yes. You're doing the revolving door of hospital pill therapist, hospital pill yes. therapist – gain some weight, lose some weight, gain some weight, lose some weight. Okay.
1: And just still always not feeling physically well, still doing those like crashes that I would do up and down with like my blood sugar and, and just seeing you, Travis already getting some traction and losing some weight and feeling great. I'd noticed a change in him immediately. And I want that too.
0: So not only are you letting your kids down, but maybe you're even feeling you're letting your mate down a little bit. Yeah. Like what am I,
1: Like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to be left behind. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be left behind. I want to be, I want to be with this too. I want to be with you on this and I'm ready. And I remember him saying like, I remember telling you I'm ready.
0: Travis, when she was 19 and you guys were doing that walk across campus and she had to take a a rest, had you seen anything else? Was that, had that just become normal? Like, did you see her struggle getting out of the car, carrying groceries, taking a break halfway up to the door?
2: No, not, not, not that I ever really paid attention to or was out of the ordinary that was just a very specific uh really stuck in my mind uh maybe because of the situation and and everything that was going on around us um that one really really stuck for me um as as a glaring one but I don't know if there was ever any other occasions or if there was just a build up to that and that was what stuck with me or or what but
1: um, it was probably also like less about physically what I could or couldn't do, but more like the mental, mm-hmm. because I would really obsess about how you I would really look would. and ask yep. you like, does this pair of you know size twenty two makes me look fatter than this pair of size twenty two pants? And mm-hmm. take forever to get up. You got
2: asking a question several different ways just to make sure I wasn't lying. To
1: you. Yeah, to get just the right answer <laughs> on the way that I looked because mm-hmm. I was embarrassed.
0: Wow, th- that puts you in a crazy situation. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is like a daily thing.
2: Yeah. Multiple times. Are you dreading
0: in the morning when the question comes?
2: Uh, No, I think, you know, the, the adage of honesty is always the best way to go. And just being honest and, and from where I was, you know, you, you always looked beautiful to me. So, uh, you know, telling her the truth wasn't, wasn't hard and, and not, Seeing the buildup and the weight changes, and, and myself also going through it to, to a certain degree, not not quite like Danielle. It was it wasn't um, this night and day type of type of look. It was it was very it was very subtle as we lived through it, and was very normal to us. That's that's all we knew.
1: Yeah, you were really good too about saying you've asked me this question several different ways, and I've told you the answer over and over again. You have to trust that what I told you is is true. Have I ever lied to you? And then that would get me being more rational because me asking those questions in several different ways is just me being irrational because I feel out of control.
0: Did he handle you perfectly or in hindsight, do you wish he would have said something different?
1: No, I think the way that he handles me is the way is the most healthy. And sometimes it's really hard and sometimes I can get a little pissed off because it's not what I want to hear, but it's what I need to hear. But he never does it in an asshole way. It's always... This is what's best for you. Even now, because even now I'll have, you know, those thoughts about like how I look and feel a little less than confident. And he will tell me, I mean, just even a few days ago, it was the same conversation Mm -hmm. that we've had for how many years now? Yeah. And you'll say, you've asked me this question a couple different ways. And I've told you the same answer. You have to be confident and you have to just move on and enjoy your day and not let your day be dictated by what you weighed this morning or if you feel bloated or this, that or the other. So he still handles me that way.
2: I think we've taken a a little different light on it in that we focus more on all the good things because you don't want to waste your day thinking about all that. There's so much stuff that we live through every day with the kids and our workouts and our time with each other that it's very easy to get consumed by Yes. Know, the number on the scale or the way my pants fit in the waist today or whatever. Or the
1: way I perceive that I look today. Right. And that's what I was, you know, mentioning earlier is like that mental game. So for me, you know, there's different things that I've been doing recently that I take from Trav because he's such he he does gratitude journaling and things like that. And I can be a little resistant to stuff mm-hmm. like that. Men's uh, club. Yeah.
2: Gratitude journaling.
0: Gratitude journaling.
1: Gratitude journaling.
0: What's gratitude journaling?
2: So for for me, it's just taking And my morning routine is is I wake up, I I go have a cup of coffee, I drink a a big jug of water, and I sit and take five minutes to myself before the day starts, before the the chaos of the kids getting up, everything. And I take five minutes and just think about, I write down, today I'm grateful for, and three or four or five things that I'm grateful for. What were you you grateful for this morning? So today was my awesome wife Mm -hmm. and all of her support for uh, her for my goals and, and everything. My kids, uh, my parents for helping with the kids and uh, then yeah. being able to be a part of be a part of this today, this this podcast.
0: Are you ever concerned she's gonna see it and b- there's like a twelve day period where she's not on the list and you're like, oh fuck, what the fuck?
2: <laughs> Why I, am I not what, number yeah, one number yeah, one every yeah,
0: day? Yeah, what? So, so maybe you could just fill out all of them the next hundred days as, like pre-fill uh, it Danny, out. Danny, yeah, yeah, Danny, Danny, Danny.
2: <laughs> so i <I've, clears throat> no, I'm not I'm never I'm never worried about that. I actually so I buy my coffee coffee buy maker, coffee it's pot. right there. So if she ever wants to look at it, she can. It's no there's no uh no secrets. I mean, Do you look at it? She's not on there every day, or, or maybe she might only make the list once a week. But um, and I, I and I'm I'm okay with that from my perspective because there's so much for me to be grateful for. Um, I know you're
1: grateful for me every day. Absolutely, that is just something that's very specific. And you know, maybe for whatever days that I'm not on the list, it's because something else was. And Very specific that you're super grateful for. And I, tried, you don't I need try to say to be, that you're grateful for me every day. I know exactly.
2: Exactly. And like I said, there's so many things out there that it could be anything from, you know, today it's my, my CrossFit coach who, who gave me some challenges for the workout. Or uh, it could be that, you know, just waking up and hearing my kids laugh in their beds the, the, the morning before, just that, that laughter. Um how great is that? Being able to be a little more, be, think a little bit more critically about all the things that I've got, I've got going on. It really helps me start my day uh, in the right place. You're on the floor. You're not thankful for shit.
1: No. You're
0: crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you jump up and do 100 burpees. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I said, Trav, we've got to make a change and it's got to be a big one. Will you do this with me? No, no question. Absolutely, said so I am going to take everything in our pantry and everything in our fridge, and I'm going to throw it out. And we I'm I need to find a trainer or something. I need to find it because I love that you can do P90X at home, and now you're starting to do like LA Fitness. But I've I've done all that before, and it just I didn't love it. It wasn't something that I yearned to do all the time. So whatever it is, I'm going to find it. And we've got to change the way that we eat because this has always been like a something that we've tried so mm. many different ways and we've never like gotten it it's never stuck it never stuck and mm. we tried everything and there was no question and literally the next day i dialed up a a number from google and found a crossfit trainer and started, whoa, whoa,
0: whoa, sorry you wouldn't yeah. mean you dialed up a number from google you just yeah like
1: i googled like uh personal trainer like Cross you know Cypress Texas
0: had you heard of CrossFit at this point no never
1: no
2: okay I was actually I was uh, traveling for work and and I I happened to one night flipping through the channels and saw I think it was the CrossFit games and I had never heard of it before then and just watched uh it was a swim and a bar muscle up workout in oh. yeah. 2013 games. Yeah, yeah
1: 2013. Yeah. So yeah, it was 2013, right? Yeah. 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 Like so you
2: before
0: she called the next day, you had seen it somewhere. I had, on I had TV. seen it, and I was. Okay. I, I remember thinking, man, that's that, that's crazy. I don't even
2: know how you. I literally you do had. That. Yeah, that.
1: I had no clue. Never heard and seen anything.
2: And I, I watched it and just kind of filed it away, and I kept doing my my thing. Yeah. And then you brought it up across me. I was like, hey. I just saw that like yeah. two weeks ago. So I
1: met with this trainer. He, like, lived, he did it from his um, garage, mm-hmm. Brian, super awesome guy, got me started, got us started in all yeah. this.
0: You found it? So, so, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I was thinking of cracking some jokes about P90X and stop listening <laughs> Yeah. That's, eight That's seconds. okay. Yeah. No, no. It's great. It's great. I, and I come up with some great jokes too. It's a, it's a great <laughs> uh, beginner program. It's awesome. Um you you Google personal trainer Get fit yeah a, a CrossFit gym pops up You call the guy It's in his garage No it
1: was just like a trainer It a was trainer. a trainer's okay. name So okay. I called I called him mm-hmm. And he invited me out And he was doing it from his garage And he the said The
0: cure What's that? For type 2 diabetes yeah. In someone's garage Yeah The reason why I'm sticking to that Is because Greg Glassman Invented this in his fucking garage No
1: shit Look at yeah. us
0: You know what I mean Like this is something Greg Developed for himself Yeah so that he could stay fit.
1: That's awesome. As a
0: young gymnast. That's very cool. And this is something he brought to clientele and that he he, he developed yeah. with pencil and paper and no computers and yeah. tons of experimenting. It was not fancy. Pre-internet. Yeah, pre-internet in garages. Yeah, yeah. it was in Up his and down garage. the coast of California. Yeah.
1: That's incredible. Yeah.
0: And, and, and many a gyms have started from garages. Yeah. And that's why we call them boxes because then they ended up just being in boxes right. and storage units and...
1: That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I worked with him and he, I remember meeting him for the first time. He said, well, I'm a little bit different from other personal trainers. If you ever worked with one, I was like, actually I have He said, well, I do this thing called CrossFit. Have you ever heard of it? Nope. What is that? So we kind of talked about it a little bit.
0: And what's his name? Brian. Brian. Yeah. What's his last name? McDonald. McDonald.
1: Yeah, Brian McDonald.
0: I love him already. Yeah, Brian's for, great. Yeah, just Big for recognizing. Fan. Yep.
1: Yeah, Brian's awesome. Love yep. him so much. Yep. So I worked with him from I guess it was like July until that December, and I started doing a ton of informa- like research on my own about with nutrition, and he was helping me with that as well. And then we were doing a lot of CrossFit stuff, and it was more like the boot camp style. We didn't do a whole lot of bar work at the time, uh, so it's more. He probably
0: hasn't had a minimal setup too.
1: Yeah. So we, that's how we started now. Uh, or when we started at the time. Very,
0: very smart. Sorry sorry to keep interrupting. Exactly how Greg would do it too. Nutrition is our foundation. Mm -hmm. So you're always introducing Mm -hmm. some nutrition and never, never load people until their movements are proficient.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So that's how we started. And we did that from June, Julyish to yep. December. And, and
0: Travis s- is going with you? No,
1: I'm going on my own. And he would say, you know, I would talk about Travis, said, I really want to meet him. And Trav would come and he said, have him come. And you would hop I in. I would jump in. And-, and
2: it was the perfect thing because for me, going to LA Fitness and doing that, you know, the the classic bro reps and all that stuff was getting very boring for me. Mm-hmm. Going in and doing the same thing, you know, working the different parts of the body and then going home. Um, I had seen results, but... The plateau. Yeah, I so. said,
1: Trav, we're doing this thing called CrossFit. You, I think you would love it. Like, come, come. Brian said you could come with me, <laughs> and so you would come and hop in, and yeah. we just we started doing it together, and it was so much fun. And I remember finishing and doing these workouts and doing these things that I never in my life ever thought I would do. And one like of the, what?
0: Give me one move.
1: Oh, I mean, as easy as running. So I remember maybe a month or two into it, he said we're going to go on a run, Danny. And I was like, really? I even told him about the spoons. I was like, Brian, like, you used to drop two spoons at once. When's like, the last time
0: you had run before then?
1: I had never run a continuous mile in my life. Never.
0: And you're 30, uh, late 29, yeah, 28, 20s. 29. Yeah. Okay. yeah,
1: never a continuous. Like I may have walked, you know, I've d- done a mile, but I've never run a mile. Yeah. And so we went around his neighborhood. And I remember we went and we passed his house again. He said, that was a mile. And I remember like crying and mm. obviously I was in pain and I told him, I said, Brian, I've never run this much in my whole life. And he said, well, we're, we're going to continue going. We ran three miles that day.
0: Holy cow. It was cow. an incredibly
1: pivotal moment for me.
0: Is
4: that did he over trainer Matt? Did <laughs> he over trainer? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's her first mile. I, I think you could handle it at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we
1: were doing really good. So I was super proud super excited about that. Felt like very Powerful and felt con- what
0: what did he say when he saw you crying?
1: he was just really proud of me yeah. he was always he's always been so supportive of me awesome.
2: okay he's an awesome dude
1: yeah he's a really great guy um
0: and it's just one on one
1: it was just one on one yeah and and so I because felt- you
0: were his only client or because you requested one on ones or he- um he just did one on okay that was his format at the okay. time
1: so uh I just every time I finished a workout I just felt so Powerful and in control but in the most positive way because before control was always grasping at straws because something was falling apart. This was control in like the most proactive way and it felt just so different and in a place that I'd never been before. Uh, And so when I had that breakdown, I told Travis I was going to get off of my antidepressants. I said, I'm just not going to do this anymore.
0: One month in.
1: Yeah, actually, that night before I'd even signed up with uh, with Brian, when I had that, that collapse on the ground, yeah. that, that come to Jesus moment, I said, I'm done with
0: this. Is, it, is, is this type A? When you think of you're a type A person, is this type A? I'm, I'm, I'm not just going to get in shape. I'm not just going to change my diet. I'm also going to get off my meds. Like you're going for break. Oh, that yeah. It, I mean, that, I'm all in. Okay. Always. Okay.
1: Everything's like 150%. So
0: you always. empty out the pantry. I'm going to quit my meds mm-hmm. and I'm going to start working out.
1: Yeah. Do you want to go to the
0: bathroom, Matt?
4: No. Okay.
1: I wouldn't say I'm that, good
0: too. I can't believe it. this is a record for me.
4: I, I I was already prepping something to say, but finish your story. Oh, you yeah. Got, you got some more I
1: would say that, you know, I wouldn't necessarily recommend all in for everybody. As a matter of fact, I think taking it slowly can be good for people, especially when you feel like overwhelmed with the amount. Of things to do to make a change like this and in some ways we did do it step Mm. by step but for me it was i have to make this big change because it's a signal for me that things are going to be different this time right i've never done it like this and you know what do they say the definition of craziness is doing the same shit over and over asking for different results so let's make it different
0: and 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 I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you'd hit rock bottom. Yeah. And it, when you're at rock bottom, you can make some pretty monumental swings. Yes, you can. Yeah. So let me just build this up a little bit. Um, you you have the collapse on the floor because yeah. the doctors telling you like you need to um, go see a psychiatrist and, you, yeah. and it's not that you have anything against that you've already tried that you've already tried the meds yeah. you're doing the revolving door you're caught yeah. in a mess instead then you look up a crossfit gym you find it you have a super supportive husband you start going to the crossfit gym you've going been going there for a, a month and you and for the first time in your life you run not only a mile but 3 miles yes okay and and now Travis is starting to attend a little bit yep and your diet is changing
1: my diet is changing yeah i'm starting to learn i'm starting to do research on what is a a clean what does clean eating look like what is it uh what does it mean to not just eat less because i had weight to lose but to eat well for feeling better for longevity all these different things uh and over the course of the years i've experimented with a lot of different things and uncovered a lot of foods that trigger the very issues that i was dealing with um like the dairy with the PCOS, um, so that's. Do you cut
0: sugar right away?
1: Uh, sugar got cut pretty quick. Yeah. Oh.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And what did you notice from
2: cutting sugar?
1: I noticed immediate changes. Obviously, the weight started coming off really quickly. The swings. The the swings. The
2: ups and downs that you would have. And my le- crashes. Like were-
1: my sugar, my sugar crashes that I'd had since I was a kid. I didn't have them
0: anymore. I stopped. And what did you replace the sugar with In your diet
1: Um. So we You know where, all, Sorry
0: one more thing Where where did yeah. you get your sugar from
1: Oh Pre-packaged crap yeah. Okay Yeah a lot of pre, Pre-packaged stuff and, and sodas Okay Like uh, like
0: when you say Like wheat thins Or Ritz yeah, crackers
1: Or yeah. just shit like that Yeah Or like a Pop-tarts. Pop tarts Pop oh god tarts oh. don't don't even talk about them wow. brown them brown sugar yeah. them cinnamon yeah. and brown sugar pop tarts wow
0: okay yeah that's hard that's that's hardcore yeah that's like shooting um heroin and yeah. sugar realm. pop yeah. tarts yeah. are as big okay. on pop
1: tarts cereal love cereal all of that just all of that for okay. sure so all that went out and so that was replaced with fruits actually eating we stopped eating from packages
3: yeah uh, that was big
1: that was a big deal and and to this day, I, I keep that very um, protected is I don't drink soda at all. So it's kind of like
0: not even a diet, like you're sleepy, you got no. an hour of driving to do you want to drink a Diet Coke?
1: No, to get it's been pet? over four years that I have been, and I say it like an alcoholic, I have been clean from sodas for over four years. Wow. And fast food. Those were my two that I would stay and keep for the rest of my life that I would never eat ever again.
0: Wow, congratulations. No fast food. Nope. Meaning like no McDonald's, Taco Bell, no. Pizza Hut. Nope. Ah, it's kind of is that fast food? I don't eat that. Oh, all right. It's none kind of, of, it. Yeah, Subway. Is that fast food? Is that Subway? I don't eat it. No. Uh, you're in a pinch, you guys are going on a long trip and you get really hungry. What we you eat?
1: We pre- we meal prep.
2: We meal prep. Yeah. Pack it with us.
0: So you don't give yourself any excuse. No. Do you eat any bars? Yes. What bars do you eat?
1: So we, I make some homemade protein bars. Of course, <laughs> I like. We like to cook. We yeah. love to cook. Awesome. So we love cooking. Um, but there are um RX bars. Mm-hmm. I like those a lot because they're dairy free and they have like four or five different ingredients in them. Um, you do perfect bars? That's about it. Have we done Perfect Bar?
2: Didn't you just get some to try with the kids? Was that the Perfect Bar? What Whole, you just-
0: Whole Foods, they're refrigerated?
1: Yeah, yeah. We've tried those. Yeah. And there's another one. Is it from uh, Steve Do you know RX Pialo Bar guys?
0: sold to John Johnson? Kellogg. And- to Kellogg mm. for $600 million. Wow.
1: We'll we'll see if I continue eating them. I want I, I want those guys that.
0: on the podcast. I ha- I have to guess those guys were CrossFitters.
4: Just tell them to bring the blueberry ones. <laughs> you you quit it good. with the blueberry. <laughs> oh, no, <that's> so good. <laughs> <laughs> see
1: the chocolate sea salt.
4: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Good
0: too. <laughs> okay. So so um so you do this CrossFit thing for six months.
1: So yeah, I worked with him for six months, and I lost uh pff, I think at that at, in that time frame I lost about seventy pounds. That's
2: a big chunk wow yeah. so
1: when i finished with with brian in december of 2014 i had lost 100 pounds
0: have you done a wall ball up to that point no no what are some what were the movements you guys really did a lot we of?
1: did a lot of stuff with dumbbells a lot of um air squats air squats yeah my mobility and my squats is a little janky so we had to work around that uh, we did a lot of...
2: i remember seeing seen a burp, uh, video of you doing burpees.
1: Burpee stuff. He yeah. had a battle rope. We did a lot of battle rope. Um, you know, we did do wall balls. We did. Now that I'm thinking about it, because I remember tossing it up on the side of his house, which was mm-hmm. bricked. Yeah. So yeah, we did that. Uh, tire stuff. Okay. We hit tires a lot with... Um, Sludge. Sludge hammers, tire flips, tire drags, a lot of that stuff. Uh, we did... Um, like row, like ring row type stuff, because I couldn't do pull ups at the time.
0: Were people not recognizing you once you've when you lost seventy pounds?
1: Yeah, it was happening really, like very consistently, because I was, like I said, I was all in. We changed the diet, like finally things were happening, and I was getting to a point where I had lost, um, more weight than we'd ever lost in any other endeavor before. So it was almost like, um. Uh, like a rock rolling down the hill, like gathering Moment, momentum
2: yeah. and everything.
0: Hence, what we talked about in the beginning getting too skinny. Yeah. There you go. Became obsessive compulsive about
2: Because I'm good at went that. Went the other way. Yeah. yeah. You really enjoy <laughs> losing weight. So why
0: not just <laughs> fucking lose it just all? go. But you know what? Yeah. I will
1: say that there was a time, like after I hit 100 pounds loss, it was about right at about 140 pounds. Um, and then that's when I said, you know, for financial reasons, and I really wanted to find a, we wanted to find, a CrossFit community, not just the one-on-one, but a class.
2: As we as we learned more about, about what CrossFit is and, and everything. Without, that's when Yeah, we... that's
1: where we would want to go. So that's when we found Behemoth CrossFit with um, Asia, Arian, and Leah Barton. Was that
0: hard, breaking up with Brian McDonald?
1: You know, it was a little tough because I never wanted him to feel like I was, like, breaking up with him. But he understood, like, we were really excited about the community. And he, open arms, said, I'm always here if you need me. I'm always <clears throat> going to support you. And we are still really good friends yeah. now. Yeah.
0: And by then, were you a regular at McDonald's Garage? Yeah,
1: I you were coming like once a week with me. Probably once a
2: week, once, with once, a week, once okay. every other wow. week. Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah, because yeah, I was yeah. doing like three or four times a week with him.
0: And then you had that. You did he recommend Behemoth?
1: No, I googled it uh, and did a lot of research. Um, and,
2: and we tried several.
1: We did. We tried several that were super close to us, and I just didn't get the. Feeling that it felt like a, what was it? So
2: for me, at some of the other ones we tried, it felt like we were a number. A number. And that's when right. We, when we went to Behemoth and Asia walked us through some of the intro stuff, it was. He's awesome. Isn't he? Oh, he is incredible. There's just
1: incredible. We can't even. The whole lot of them. Asia, arian and Leah. Just. I can't. There are. I mean, there are family. Some of our best friends have been made in the last four years that we've been there we can't imagine our was, life without it was
0: asia going to the games when? A, that
1: his he, he finished in tw- 2013 uh-huh. and we started january 2014 so okay. that we just missed just his missed tail his. end of his yeah. competitive
0: he was a real outlier due yeah. to his shape and size you mm-hmm. know yeah. you don't see guys his size yeah. no yeah.
1: Yeah, he was great. Just bore he, he with it. his yeah. hair. Yeah. Oh. Majestic. He's beautiful. Yeah. It is majestic. He conditions, clearly. <laughs> I know it. I told him just last week I said, When do I get to French braid it? Because you know, I french braid all the girls' hair at the gym. And he you know. So I'm he, telling you right now. <laughs> I'm calling you out. Don't forget.
0: So
2: you go to the gym and day one it's it's love at first sight.
1: Yeah, we did this intro on ramp class. They you
2: know, so being in the court A and M doing push ups my entire life, he explained a push up that was It made so much sense and it felt so good and that was like this guy knows what he's talking about we need to we need to spend a month with him just to make sure this is the right gem but this is Far different from where we were before. And some other gyms we tried out. They he, was, like, okay. he was
0: concerned with the efficacy of the movement, right? Absolutely. And- because
1: he's a perfectionist at his craft. Yep. He wants you to move well for a long time.
0: And yeah. that's what CrossFit is. Yep. It's chasing excellence, chasing was, that perfect movement yep. that you'll never reach. And it was, it was
1: different from the beginning. And we, I remember, we took a trip to Vegas just you and I, mm-hmm. like shortly after our our, our on ramp class. We'd gotten the pricing. It was it's a twenty five minute drive from our house, so we had to like figure all this out. And we made it work financially. We had to make some sacrifices to make it work, but we weren't eating out anymore. We had money that we could save because we were no longer eating like assholes. And you weren't so, paying for meds, mm. right. and I wasn't paying for right. medications or the copays for
0: co-pays the doctor visits.
2: Doctors every six weeks.
0: When you when you started going to McDonald's, Jim, you said you quit um, the antidepressants. Yes. Uh, what what was that like? Were you noticing? Was, was that difficult or were the workouts um, replacing that?
1: It replaced it. It was different than the times that I had had to get off medication just to replace it with another one. But it was so different because I had all these endorphins and this adrenaline yes. and a, a different mindset right i was it was like therapy for my mind and my body without being therapy at all if that makes
2: sense what from from my side watching you go through the change and everything was was very that was a very clear change seeing your energy seeing the, your outlook you know you had you had a brightness about you it right. wasn't this doom and gloom it wasn't fearing the day you were excited about the day and it was just a complete mental mental shift.
1: It was a big shift. It was a huge shift. I felt it. Um, you, I could feel it. I could see it. It was wonderful
0: for people who are, for, who are on antidepressants and who don't have the, that the CrossFit experience, you know, of, of, of working out at this really high intensity, how would you describe it to them? what would you say to encourage them to make that step?
1: I would say, I think a lot of people say, Oh, I could never do that. Like, that's so crazy. They get this in their mind that, you know, it's all this craziness. And what we do is like what games athletes do. And I tell them the wonderful thing about CrossFit is that everything that you do is scalable to whatever your level is. And our gym is a great because it has a variety of levels of athleticism in there. So, I think that people can sometimes feel a little intimidated and I think that they should not be because it really is scalable to whatever your level is currently.
0: Is it is it weird to you sometimes that you think, holy shit, I'm fitter than some of the people in this room?
1: You know what? Yes, because if you were to tell me If you were to tell me 5 years ago that I would be sitting here speaking to I hope a lot of people me too about <laughs> um living a fit healthy lifestyle I would have said no way in hell I would have laughed at you I was in such a different space on the opposite end of that not only was I not fit but I couldn't even imagine trying to help somebody else be fit and and healthy um it's changed our lives in ways that i don't know that we could ever fully express
0: do you feel pressure at all not to relapse
1: i never feel that way because i know my personality would never allow me to go back that go back that way physically but my mind always worries about being a fat girl right so for the first two years after i lost my weight i had to reshape what i saw in the mirror because you know i lost that last 60 70 pounds in about six to seven months um everything my entire wardrobe changed even my underwear my bras nothing that i had from my other life fit me anymore i was literally a new person. What does that mean for me? What does that mean for who I am, for my friends? I'm the same person, but I don't look the same. Um, And seeing who I saw in the mirror, my eyes still saw 245 pound Danny. And I think even now I don't see myself at 245, but I don't think that I see myself fully as other people do. I have to go back and look at pictures like last year, at the tail end of last year, when I got too lean. And I have to go and look and be honest with myself and say, is that the way that I want to look? Do I want to give up being strong just to be lean? Is that important to me? It's not important to me. So I have to be okay with, maybe I put on some pounds, but that means I can do more pull-ups. So that means I can be stronger. And that means I don't have to be so obsessed with food.
0: Gary said, "You never kill the fat man. You're 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 nope. always killing him. Every always. morning you got to wake yep. up and slay him. Yes, it's not like you kill him and he goes away. No, it doesn't mm-hmm. go away.
1: I think people don't really understand that. But when you do lose a massive amount of weight, there are a lot of like mental blocks that you have to constantly be guarding against. For sure,
2: it's that journey. It's that. It's like you said. It's never never ending. And I think with the personal trainer that we had, one it was." out of our budget but two it's it wasn't a realistic plan. Yeah. It was crash course try to get from A to B and then once you got to B you walk away. Mm. There wasn't that sustainability. There was no education there was no foundation yes. like what we've gotten. Sustainability. Yes
1: and that's why we've been able to be successful and it's exactly when you say are you afraid to relapse? No I'm not because we've set up things in our life that I could I could never do that. You know, I don't, we don't drink sodas. Our kids don't drink them. We don't bring them into the house. Um, we don't eat fast food. It's what we have in place sets us up for success. Even when we're tired or even when we have to take trips, like we still plan ahead because that's how we're successful. And it's that important to us.
2: You, you've changed your lifestyle habits. Absolutely. And, And it was, it wasn't this for, for, for Danny, there was that big aha and for her personality it was that flip the switch and make these drastic changes from one spect- spectrum to the other but even in that there were small steps that allowed us to be sustainable so like we said earlier when taking the kids leaving the kids behind for this trip and writing down all the things that we do on a day-to-day basis we live it and we don't think too much about it but when we write everything out for for the parents to watch it's a lot of things that we do and we've made these little changes over time, yeah, so that they are sustainable. So like we s- meal prep for bites. our kids
1: before we left.
2: Wow! So yeah.
1: that so that Gigi didn't have to stress about gg who? Gigi is Travs my mom. Travs
0: mom. Oh, that's what we call Greg sometimes. Yeah. Greg Glassman. GG. Yeah, they have a yeah. GG
1: and then my mom is Bunny. So we don't, have a we Gigi don't, and a Bunny. We
0: don't have a Bunny. No bunny.
4: <laughs> Not that I know of. No, we have a
0: GG, <laughs> but we don't have a Bunny.
1: So yeah, we we left we cuz she they all of our family, your parents, my parents, they are so supportive of us and they want to you know, feed our children when they have them for weekends the way we would. So they ask how to, you know, what do we feed wow, them? Wow,
0: that's impressive. Yeah. My my I, I don't have it quite like that. My I think my the grandparents my parents will do things or or people will do things, you know, like like I send my kid to school right. and like they'll be like um hey there's cupcake day mm-hmm. and I just kind of like bear down on my teeth and go okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you know
1: we're okay us, with that. That's right, balance. Like right, I'm not right. going to send my kids to. And a I don't birthday. want to
0: give him any of my fucking yeah loop-de-loop shit. Yeah,
1: we send them to birthday parties, and I'm not like making them their own little gluten-free birthday cake that they eat alongside. Right. The side. Right. You know, it's it's like what you we said do. sustainability. Yeah.
2: What Sus- we try yep, to do there you go to balance with the yep. kids sustainability. is sustainability. Yep. We teach them about you know what's healthy choices, what aren't healthy choices, but we also know that kids are kids, and there's certain experiences, and food is good. Right and yeah. and if we don't uh, set them up for success and show them what are good habits and when they go to a sleepover they can go off the rails.
0: I do say I do I have pushed back on all soda. Yeah, that is somewhere like like you go to a birthday party and they're eating cake and someone will pour him a coke. And I go, uh-uh.
1: No, there's really no there's no space not, for that. Yeah, in I can't. My I can, life. Yeah, I can't really
0: no. do that one either. I can't. I can't do soda.
1: Yeah, you can have cake. You can have a cupcake. Right. You know. Right. That that's fine. Right. But
0: uh, when he poops in the toilet, he gets a gummy.
1: There you
0: go. Actually, he gets a choice between a gummy and date. Uh And I'd say 90% of the time he chooses a date. A date, yeah. 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 Probably
1: keeps him regular, too.
0: Keeps him going back. Getting those treats.
4: I like that. He's ahead of his time.
0: time. (laughs) You're at the great Asia Bartos gym, Behemoth CrossFit. When do you go back to the doctor and tell the doctor, hey, I have type 2 diabetes, blah, blah, blah. I'm just here for a physical. And he tests you and goes, no, you don't.
1: So uh, I went... With his uh, insurance, because his, he's insured through his company, we have to go every year and get these like little—it's well a wellness wellness check where they do like your cholesterol, all this stuff. So I see my my OB, you know, every yearly for my well woman's, and he's like sees my transformation. Like, what are you doing? And I told him, and he said, I can. I'm I'm so proud of you. Like these are the patients that you know we live and die for. Uh, so I remember I had to go in. do that that blood work Mm -hmm. and i got the information back and my fasting glucose is in the 60s which pre all this uh it was over 100. so fasting fasting glucose needs to be under 100 to be considered normal and really it should be under 90. uh but over 100 is pre-diabetic and over like i think 115 or 120 it's like diabetes and i was in that realm i was in that space so now, uh, fasting glucose is in this uh, upper 60s and some, like low 70s. Um, my cholesterol and all that, which was all really bad. Uh, one of them, the bad one, it said in A on the paperwork. Like it didn't even register.
2: So low. Mm. Yeah,
1: it didn't yeah. register.
2: That, that's that, not
0: available. Yeah. I think in a vernacular, yeah. You got yeah. you got N-A'd. I got NA. <laughs> awesome. I got
1: NA. Am and I, Were you
0: just ecstatic? That,
1: I was so ecstatic because like I'm like that's totally exciting. a numbers person. I love that. And so we've done it for like 3 or 4 it's years been 40, now. 4 years now. So I like compare it every year and obviously nothing can really get better like my the sugar's great, the glucose where it is is good, but what I've been working on is actually getting my um my good cholesterol a little higher because for women, um, having a little bit more good cholesterol is helpful to reproductive health. And, you know, they're showing that it's just like synergistically is great. So I've been working with my nutrition to up my good cholesterol, which was higher this year than it was last year.
0: It's great. That experience you had in the fifth grade that you mentioned these, these I don't know what you want to call it. Sweat- yeah, these sugar yeah. crashes that are so severe. You start sweating and yeah. you have to ask the teacher for food, which which in the fifth grade isn't easy. You don't want to talk to your teacher for shit. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, are you experiencing anything like that these days?
1: No. Zero? Uh, no. Mm-mm. Nope. We eat.
0: Do you see your kids experiencing anything like that?
1: No. 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 I think it's all. I will say that I never experience it, but I can get close to feeling like that if I eat weight like too many carbs in the morning and not enough fats to balance it out so um, I love pancakes and I allow myself to have gluten-free pancakes on Sunday morning with my kids um, as just something that we enjoy to have and I find that if I don't balance that out with some protein and some fat like by lunchtime I'm like I'm hungry I'm I'm mm-hmm. ready for some food I'm feeling that that Irrit- kind of that crash irritable. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. My I'm wife, a little hangry. My you wife know, makes yeah. a
0: flourless pancake. Is it a flourless pancake?
1: Um I've made those before with like bananas and an egg white yes, and all yes, that. Yes, yeah, they're yes. really good. Yeah, he doesn't like does. those, but we uh, we have a gluten-free um pancake mix that we'll we'll bring out. And we do that like once a week um just because I don't want my kids to get used to eating pancakes all the time.
0: Do you use syrup? um just I w- my butter I was at a uh, I was at a restaurant the other day and um there were some kids eating pancakes and my son said can I have one and I said sure and one of the parents threw the pancake over on my kid's plate and um he had never seen syrup before and so um, he asked, I think one of the other kids put syrup on the pancake, and mm-hmm. he goes, why are they putting tea on their pancake? Tea. Yeah, and I said, I have no that's idea. Cute.
1: That's cute. And he
0: goes, well, I don't want that on mine. I said, I don't want tea on my pancake. I I yeah. just roll with it. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> you exactly. know what I mean? Yeah. Just like, uh, okay, I'm good.
1: Exactly.
2: You know, one of the things that we've learned through our journey also is with Caden and his his allergies and what, Eating healthy and eating proper, eating balanced, clean foods does for us, but also for him. So it it leads into so much more and educating him on why it's so important for him. Gluten is a a bad thing and what it can do to him, especially this time of year with his allergies.
1: He has really severe tree pollen allergies and this time of year in Houston, the pollen is so thick on the ground. It's like a layer of yellow everywhere. That's mm. terrible. And he he gets like asthmatic, his eyes swell shut. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Almost um, every year we're every
2: guaranteed Every year an in this ER time it's awful. It's... oh that bad. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and we've <laughs> noticed that if we keep his diet like free of gluten, really careful with the dairy, um
0: Reduce inflammation we on all reduce,
1: fronts. Yes. Everything yeah. Yeah. on all fronts. Like reducing his like histamine production and reaction to histamine. So we've looked into a lot of that. So like you said, we just, we tell him you feel better when you eat like this. And then it's not a question for ha- him.
0: Have you taken your L1? No. Are you guys going to take it? I, mean, uh, I would, would, like to. would like to do yeah. it later this year.
2: Yeah.
0: Second half of the year. This is such an amazing story. Um. Uh, clearly, having uh, someone who loves you in your life, your whole life, is is not something that that everyone gets as early as you got. So you had some, you had some, definitely some magic. I don't want to take away from like the things that you had going and hitting rock bottom in a way that, that you did while you had support, another you know, uh, circumstantially fortu- fortuitous for you.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But the part that why we were so eager to have you on and why we were so eager to send Lindsay and Elliot follow you is because you guys went to an affiliate and, or or you went to someone who had taken their L one, um, Brian McDonald, is that his name? Uh, yep.
1: uh, Brian had, Brian, yeah, yep. originally. Yeah.
0: You went to Brian McDonald mm-hmm. who had taken his L one mm-hmm. and he taught you cross with the CrossFit methodology yeah. and, um, you implemented it and embraced it and you had a complete life change you got cured of your type 2 diabetes, you got a whole new wardrobe, um, and you graduated to an affiliate where you consider the affiliate owner one of your best friends. Absolutely. Um,
2: is that accurate? Yes. Helped us have kids?
1: Yep. Helped us, allowed allowed us to have a, a, a life that I never could have imagined. Mm-hmm. I mean, F- truly, fulfilling. I Absolutely. know that sounds really like corny, but it really is true. A life that I never could have imagined and the person that I could only have a dream to be. And that's strong enough to notice that I am human. I'm still going to make mistakes. Um, and I still do make mistakes, but be strong enough to say, okay, this is, this is the direction I'm going to go now. And this is how I'm going to change it. And really I get all that from Travis because he's, He's really the leader in our family.
0: Well, he has the gratitude journal. So you have, he's some, got that you gratitude have some gratitude journal. also.
1: <laughs> yeah. But really. If you he
0: worked here, I would every morning um, talk to you about your gratitude. He's journal. incredible. And that's just the
1: surface. Like we could have a whole podcast on the shit that Travis does that is completely life changing. Um, and we play off of each other. I'm really good at being uh, like a good soldier. I'm going to plug in and we're going to do this day after day after day. And Travis is very good at like, hey, let's look at it from this way. Maybe we could do things better that way. But in the end, we just play off of each other and, and make this yeah. work. Yeah. And I think that's what's really amazing about it is I don't know where we're going to be next year or in two years or five years, but I know we're going to do it together. together.
0: Are you getting a lot more of attention from males now that you <laughs> have this, uh, this CrossFit beauty that you're?
1: I, I guess. I
2: mean, you told me a story about you being in Toys R Us one day.
1: (laughs) I did. I I, actually, I forgot about that.
2: I, yeah. I mean, mean,
0: not everyone's going to lose weight and, and, and have the transformation that you guys have. You guys are are clearly a very attractive couple that you guys were hiding. Um, and, and now you've exposed it. I would guess that what happened in Toys R Us? (laughs) (laughs) what
1: happened in toys r us well
0: and because you're so young i mean i I, i'm assuming people don't think you have a family and
1: well i was actually with my daughter we were shopping i guess christmas shopping it was about a year ago yeah it was like a year ago we were christmas shopping on the bike aisle santa was gonna bring her a bike so we're trying to figure out which one fits and there was another guy there and he was with his daughter and he looked like he worked out he looked you know pretty pretty beefy And, you know, I'm like a nice person. I just talk to whatever doesn't talk to anybody. It doesn't really matter doorknob. Yeah, I just talk to a doorknob. And I remember just he struck up a conversation with me about, you know, what bike are you going to get? Which one are you looking at or thinking of? And I was just friendly back in reverse. And it he just kept talking and asked me, well, where do you work out? What are you're obviously in shape? What do you do? And Um, And then I could feel, like, the conversation continuing to get, like, a little bit more personal. And I felt started, you know, creeper status was, was like, yeah.
2: Radar. Yeah.
1: So he said, well, are you married? And I was wearing my wedding ring. I was like, yeah, I'm married. Uh, We've been married for, I guess it had been, like, almost 10 years at this point. Um, And he said, which I find this to be absolutely crazy, said, well if you ever want to have a good time, this is my number.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> and proceeded to write it on like a little slip of paper out of his pocket. And I said, well, I'm going to go ahead and say no on that, but thanks. <laughs> so I grabbed Harper Joe and I remember like.
0: Did his dot? Da- was
4: his daughter right there?
1: She was really young. She's like 18 months. So I don't think, but yeah, she uh, was. Okay. Yeah. It's Hol- pretty creepy.
4: Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. But- Here's my number. And by the way, the unicorn bike is awesome. Yeah. 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 Get that
1: unicorn bike.
4: Yeah. everyone wow. If ever want to have a good time,
1: here's my number. I was like, yeah, well, I'm going to go with no on that, but thanks.
4: Wow.
0: Did that make you want to put on 80 pounds right away?
1: No, it just made me feel like really like uncomfortable. So I remember getting Harper Joe close and, and approaching the registers as quickly as possible because I felt uncomfortable. Right. Uh, and I remember like as we were walking, I could feel him behind me. So I just told the lady at the front, I said, there's a really creepy dude back there, and we're going to leave. Um, I would appreciate it if you would watch me walk to my car. And we were parked, like, kind of around the side, and she just stood out there and just watched me and my daughter walk to the car.
0: Wow. Wow. The, the
1: I forgot about that. The, the, you're uh,
4: never going to let I Haley go to Toys R Us ever again yeah. now? Yeah, fuck no.
3: <laughs>
1: the, uh, I totally forgot about that.
0: The, uh, the difficulties that come with being a,
2: a CrossFitter. Yeah. Yeah.
0: People think it's all just fun and games.
2: <laughs> but I would say, you know, aside from from that kind of thing, yeah, high school friends who reached out to you and just said, "You look amazing. I can't believe this. this is totally crazy." Men, men,
1: men and women. Um, I would say that because I've always been very open about my journey and shared it pretty openly on Facebook as I was losing weight and really to to keep myself accountable, but to show others because, like I said earlier. I never thought this was possible for me. I tried everything. Everything failed. Like I really just, I thought it was going to be, you know, oh, I'm big bones. I'm just going to be like this. And I lost 20 pounds. That's good enough for me. I really had put a cap on myself. Um, And so I wanted to share with others that I'm not something special. I just choose to do things a little differently and I do them consistently. And I do them with support and that's why I'm successful you can do this too because I promise you, I was sitting there just like you are now, wanting to change, wishing I could. Trust me and believe me that your journey may look different, I'm not saying that what I do is perfect for everybody else, but being okay with being uncomfortable to make a, a big life change may be the thing that saves you. So I, we've gotten tons of Facebook messages for years um, and even more so now since the videos come out, I can't tell you, probably on a almost, weekly basis. Almost every
2: other day. I
1: had somebody yeah. that I don't even know across the United States reach out to me and said, I saw your video, I'm a mom, I have PCOS too, and I I didn't... I Polycystic didn't, ovarian, syndrome. ovarian syndrome. Yeah. Um, I had PCOS too, I'm a mom, I'm a single mom, I, your transformation with your husband's amazing, and my partner and I want to do this together, So I connect with people I don't even know, and we do the best we can with sharing our story. And um, it's really gotten us thinking, like, why are we not helping more people more formally? Like, If people keep telling us... You guys need to
0: take your L1. It's going to blow your mind.
1: Yeah, why are we not helping the masses more? Um, And that's what we told Elliot and Lindsay with with this video yeah. was we were so excited to you
0: are yeah with the video being yeah. here you are yep.
1: for to in for, for the this podcast we were just overly excited because the biggest thing is to share with other people that you can do extraordinary things being an ordinary person
0: what if i would have invited you to a crossfit gym at 19 what if travis would have been like honey i want to try this thing called crossfit at 19
1: yeah we actually talk about it all the time.
0: And you're 100 pounds overweight. Would that? Do, would you've done it? Would the CrossFit yep. gym have accepted you? Do you ever see people come into Asia's gym who we are do. 100 pounds overweight? We
1: do. Yes. Yes. And they are accepted because everybody in that gym is a family member.
0: Yeah, the
2: community and every, there is.
1: Yeah, there is no huge egos. That's I really. That's what I really love about it. Um,
0: so people don't have to hit rock bottom.
1: No. No. You don't. I think. We talk about that a lot is if this had come into our life earlier.
2: Where would we be? What will we be doing right now? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um,
0: you know, traditionally we see um, CrossFit is a cure for um, obesity, um, type 2 diabetes, all sorts of lifestyle maladies, whether you're going through like a, a, a divorce or whatever. But, but, but obviously the big ones are um, weight loss and uh, drug addiction. Mm-hmm.
3: And,
0: and, you know, people will feel... Get some, uh, and, and then, uh, and then PTSD, some sort of yeah. stress, you know, mental stress. And it's interesting that you've kind of attacked, you've used it for all three, right? A hundred burpees for time will really, really um, be good for your metabolic system. Uh, help shut down the the noises in your brain mm-hmm. as you struggle to get your last breath, right? Yeah. And they'll give you that uh, the, that hormonal surge you need that you know can can buy you some space between you and your medication,
1: right? I agree. A hundred percent.
0: It's crazy. The only thing you're missing is how come you're not covered in tattoos?
1: <laughs> well, actually he is now. We're getting there. Yeah. I'm not a
0: proponent yeah. of tattoos yeah. by the way at all. I have zero tattoos, but it seems like, like, like that should be uh, like you should have, like, like that's
1: next. On oh the little yeah. 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 You need a,
0: you need a sleeve and uh,
1: <laughs> that's funny. He actually d- just got finished. Uh, well you have Almost. one more session. He's had how many?
2: 4. 4 8-hour yeah. sessions
1: to get a really big piece on his chest and his arm uh depicting our journey.
2: Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's a little some some So, I think he showed are, it a yeah, little times. earlier
1: in that picture of us on the open last Friday. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost finished. Almost
0: there. Is this your first open?
1: No, I've done the open um since I started at Behemoth in 2014. Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, so uh,
1: so it goes on the back too. You can't see the back, but
2: there's some stuff on the back of the arm. So there's an, there's a an hourglass that talks about time and it's finite. And you seize the day, seize the moment. Be grateful for everything that you have because at some point, you know, the sand's gonna run out. You've gotta take take matters into your own hands. Um, there's a kind of an old weathered tree there, and that's all about our family and what we've overcome and survived through. And uh, you know, it's that that tree out in the field who's been through all the storms and it's not falling down um and then a phoenix there that that's my kind of representation of of Danielle and and her driving spirit for me in this whole transition in phoenix is that that's transformational uh, it had a rebirth yes right? exactly and, and so
0: she did she had a rebirth right in front of you it,
2: for for her and for me and for us as a as a couple as a family um, and then as individuals, so that's kind of where it all comes together. And then on the inside of my arm is uh, is a compass for direction, with uh, with north pointing towards towards my heart.
0: Who who got you into the uh, gratitude journal? Is that something your dad did? Asia, Asia did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So 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 there's some real coaching going on there Some. oh
1: their coaching goes beyond just what they do crossfit it's it's a whole i mean they're all about lifestyle changes and you can follow their instagram facebook they're sh- very open up sharing about the things that they do that keeps them successful the things that helps them along the way so we've learned a ton uh and then learned a lot on our own just reading and things that the the authors that are important to them or podcasters that are important to them we've heard, listened to her on our own and just started delving on our own down that path.
2: And, and another piece that they've helped me to really recognize more and more of here lately is there's the fitness, the mental fitness and the, the physical fitness aspects of it uh, and the guidance piece, but then there's also something about the community that we've always recognized. We wanted it when we made this switch from, from Brian to Behemoth, we wanted that group aspect, but being around other people that that uh that socialization does so much, and I've seen it with you and your and your mental journeys and everything that being around others and you know suffering through workouts with other people and living through those things overcoming those challenges uh, and then high fiving at the end that is uh just an incredible release of of, of hormones and endorphins on a, on a whole nother level Agreed. that uh you know, you don't you don't always get from a globo gym where you have a, a bro doing reps with you or something like that's yeah. a whole nother experience and a whole nother element that uh that we get from crossfit and and the community
0: when um tell me about how crossfit reached out to you for your story how did they hear about your story and, and who reached out to you asia so,
1: actually reached out to yeah. us right yep. um and, I he think... said, and
0: he said hey someone from crossfit hq wants to do a story on you guys
2: well so at behemoth they they do a um kind of a highlight of, of Someone from the group, from the, the community, every month. Mm-hmm. And I think when it was your turn, you had mentioned some of the things that you had gone through with with PCOS and depression, everything like that, and 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 um, diabetes. And he remembered that from I don't know, two years. Yeah, or so like two ago. years ago. And, and I
1: think like Asia or Elliot and Lindsay reached out to Asia and said, "Hey, do you are know- they members there?" No, they're not. They're oh. from, they're from Austin. They okay. live in Austin. I think yeah. they're just good friends with Asia. I yeah. think okay. Lindsay and Asia are friends. So uh, somehow
0: you popped up on their radar.
1: Well, yeah, they said, Do you have any members that have had like big transformations that have had stories that have gotten rid of um, you know disease? A, you disease or anything things mean, like, like that. that. And Asia said, Well, actually, yeah, I do. So he sent us a text and uh, said, you know, would you guys be interested in sharing your story on a bigger platform? We said absolutely. Yeah,
0: for years, for years, across, Fitness has been forging elite fitness. It was to create the greatest fitness and health program in the world that, that would make it so people who um, their fitness is a life or saving life saving um, aspect of their job, right? Like being a firefighter or in the military, mm-hmm. that they could do this in their downtime, so that when they actually did their job, they would be prepared, right? And now just on that complete other end of the spectrum you know not only is it helping the people who are already very healthy and fit to become the fittest and let their dna you know express itself in the greatest way possible but people who have had kids who've had chronic disease who've had type 2 diabetes who've had cancer who've had any, the the worst things possible to them lose limbs right
3: mm-hmm.
0: and, um, use this incredible fitness methodology to to change their life
1: it's incredible
0: you said something a little while ago that um I think you maybe said something as cheesy as it sounds. Mm -hmm. um, God, I could remember. I wish I could remember your exact words, but I think that everyone who does does CrossFit feels that way about CrossFit. Mm -hmm. I think they think, fuck, where would I be today without CrossFit? Even people who come to it fit. And the people who don't say that, and I don't know this for a fact. There's no study, but I think it's people who've been doing it for 10 years and maybe forgot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think it's like – it's like a religious awakening, you know, the first four or five years, you really have that like, holy shit. Right. And then you kind of get settled and you get complacent. Mm -hmm. And I think it's cyclical. I think it comes back. Someone like you, it might never go away. Right.
1: Yeah. I think at some, you know, I think everybody can be a little complacent and maybe take things for granted. Um, I think for me, I don't necessarily take it for granted, but I think what what shifts for me is my expectation that oh, I've done this for four years, I should be able to do X, Y, and Z. Right. Whereas I need to be like, who put those expectations on me? I did. Where did I pull them from? My ass. I did right. I there mm-hmm. was no there's no framework of says that you need to be able to do this many pull ups, blah, 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 at four years. And what does it even matter? What matters is that I'm doing my job as a wife, I'm doing my job as a mother, as a friend, as a human being. I'm doing it well, I'm healthy, and I'm enjoying being fit. I'm trying to increase my lifespan and being healthy, and I'm trying to work on being mentally more strong. And to me, that's more important than how many pull-ups I can do, or if I can do a muscle-up, which I can't, but maybe one day I will, but you know what I mean? I think my goals have shifted. from being so hard on myself about the tick boxes of what I should be able to do in CrossFit to what am I doing right now? What should I be grateful for right now? And what does it really matter in the end of, end of things? You know, I'm not here to compete or anything like that. I'm just here to be the best you, the best that I can be. Right. So what does that mean for me?
0: So, Be there for your kids, yeah. for your husband, for your family and other community members. Yeah. Greg told me one time that our only value as human beings is what we can offer to other people. That's our only That's true value. And I was like, Holy shit. Absolutely absolutely true. true. And it was interesting, he told me that as we walked by a hot dog vendor who was selling hot dogs on the street, a musician who was collecting money for playing music on the street, and a panhandler. And I was thinking they're they're all offering three different things, right? But like I chose to give my money to the hot dog vendor and the musician. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like that's what I needed.
4: Yeah. Right. You know, At the time. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds I, like you <laughs> well, we were in Berkeley. We were in, we were in San Luis Obispo, but yeah. but I thought you know even the panhandler like you, you feel the need to give someone money who's mm-hmm. begging for money. He's there for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I didn't have. I don't have that need. I had the need though. The guy who was like playing the clarinet with his clarinet case open. Yeah. Oh, cool. I support that. Right. Awesome. Guy at the hot dog vendor. I support that. by hot dogs.
1: Hundred <laughs> percent. You
0: guys don't need hot dogs. No.
1: No, I don't need hot dogs.
0: We covered a lot. Thank you for letting us like take that journey down your entire life. For sure. Um, yeah. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much. We can't express how thankful we are to be here right now.
0: You're you're a beacon of light and a role model in the community, and it, uh, I just hope that everyone. Um, everyone knows it. like you expressed it. I didn't, we didn't rehearse any of this, but you said all the things that I wanted you to say, like we had it scripted out. Anyone can do this. I was cured and it's going to be a lifelong battle. And, and I think that it's like that for everyone, but people don't think it is. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and then we even touched on some other stuff, which would be fun to have you back like in a year and talk about Cause I, I actually, I didn't talk about this with Kai, but I noticed that she has, she had a very serious obsession with working out. Yeah. Um. Because of the results she was getting from. it. Yes. Him. And there definitely are some dangers on, about with that because it's yes. just your body can only handle so much wear and tear, right? And I've yep.
1: done that too. Yeah. That um, was all last year.
0: Right. You don't. You don't want to abuse. <laughs> abuse this guy. Mm-hmm. Um. Sorry, gal. But um. Have you guys worked out today? We have not. We have not. Okay. Do you want to work out? Sure. All right.
4: Eric. I have the plane, Eric. <laughs>
0: We have an intro but we have an ending.